Hey, folks, big thanks to everyone who came out last Thursday for our live digital experience on The Flash. That was a lot of fun. It went by in a flash, you might say. Uh, terrible joke there, Andrew. Uh, the Q&A after party was a lot of fun, too. But hey, if you could not make it Thursday night, no worries. There's been a replay available ever since the show ended. And you have two more days if you are listening to this uh, right now on the day that the Blast from the Past episode drops, which is Tuesday. February the 6th, 2024, you still got two more days to catch the replay at moment.co slash we hate movies. That's end of day this Thursday, the 8th of February. You can still get the replay, the full thing, our flash digital live experience from last Thursday, moment.co slash we hate movies. How does that sound to you, Melrose Place's Billy Campbell? Oh, perfect. This week on We Hate Movies, it's another movie where Brendan Fraser's kind of technically playing a caveman. It's Blast from the Past. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Blasting. Uh, Bunker Boy Chris Cabin. (laughs) Oh, there he goes. And We Hate Movies. Fine program as always. If you're joining us for the first time, we're a comedy show that takes a movie of any kind, really, and just sort of pokes fun at it a little bit. This week, we're talking Blast from the Past from 1999, directed by Hugh Wilson. Rest in peace. Mm. Uh, this yes. guy, hell a- of a fucking career. Auteur. They invented the word for this fellow. Listen oh. to this filmography. <laughs> okay, I'm sure, please. Andrew, you got it at the ready. I absolutely do. First of all, he was a creator of what I think is a really great sitcom WKRP in Cincinnati. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yep. He directed Police Academy okay, and yeah. also wrote it. Uh, he directed Burglar with Whoopi Goldberg. I believe that's a state strike tournament. against you. There's one. Uh, against you. <laughs> uh, guarding Tess. There's a two. Two against uh-huh. you there. First Wives Club. Way, I love that Police Academy is getting the Chris Cabin pass on this. It's a classic. What the fuck? <laughs> there we go. All right. Don't worry, Chris. There's definitely a strike coming up towards the end of this first <laughs> wives club, which I think is a good it's, movie. It's fine. Uh, here we go. Reteaming with the phrase dog for Dudley do right. Oh, oh, three yeah. and you're out. And that the- is a <laughs> demented filmography. What? Like, oh, my God. And yeah. so get this. No one remembers this movie. Mickey from 2004 with Harry Connick Jr., where he plays a dude on the run from the IRS uh, who changes his identity uh-huh. and then is his child who's uh, like too old to be playing Little League. He like secretly enrolls in a Little League and then mm-hmm. the kid's really good and starts making headlines and he's like, oh, oh no, the IRS might be coming, man. Well, oh no, I got to kill my kid to stay ahead of the IRS. <laughs> We've always wondered, how do you package tax evasion and ladybugs? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, something oh weird. It's coming up, dude. I gotta think. Of, I gotta think about my own way out. So that's that, I, might, I might be watching Mickey tonight for with, with a notebook. <laughs> yeah. And this dude also wrote previous episode uh, and Burt Reynolds movie Stroker Ace. Right. Oh, oh my god. god. And he wrote okay. the. I guarantee you, it's a stay tuned down periscope. Hell of a fucking oh. filmography. Oh, I could tell you. 
It's a state. <laughs> I've seen that an embarrassing amount of times in the 90s. Now, before uh, we hit uh, the, the auto lock on our bunker, I would like to hit play really quickly. Uh-oh. Coming soon yeah, to it's the VHS trailer game. Mm. America's favorite game about obsolete materials. We have been gone for a little bit. We had some oh, medical man. complications. Certain things have kept us away from the trailer game, but the trailer game is back, and sure. it's better than ever. I thought uh-huh. it was pending an investigation or something. There were some investigations right. uh, what, that what, that did what happen. There? Uh, no, no, nothing substantial. Is uh, it, was that right? Yeah, it was, it was a bunch oh, of smoke. Uh, so, <laughs> but no fire. But the Wait. good news is uh, we're we're behind a little bit. I will be peppering this in, by the way, to the on-screen live in the next couple of weeks. So you want to check us out on Mondays at noon Eastern time on our YouTube channel, where we do on-screen live, which you want to check out anyway. But we will be. That's right. I'll be throwing at least one VHS trailer game of that in the month of February to kind of even stuff out a little bit. There oh we go. Okay. This is uh, returning, now, cha- returning champion here. I got to reclaim my title. Okay, exactly. <laughs> now, in case you guys are wondering what the VHS trailer game is, it's a fun little game where I played with these guys, and the winner gets to do a whole bunch of stuff, gets to choose a, a movie for next year. I believe, what did we say? That the, the winner gets the w, uh, one WLM of their choice, as well as a redo. So that's two movies wow. for the winner of this of this uh, thing. And as always, gets the gets to raid the We Hate Movies slush fund for a cameo, a taunting cameo of their choice. That's so right. So th- this is fantastic. Right now, the score as it stands. Oh boy. Uh, Chris Cabot has 40 points. Mm-hmm. Andrew is 20. And Eric has zero. But How's again, that pa- how's that pass? I won last year. I know you won last year, but that was last year. Uh, we've only done three rounds, so and then the points end when you when when the oh, when the shows. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah the, you don't get extra points after it; just doesn't uh-huh. keep going. Yeah. All right, I'm learning. Okay, it's fine. So here we go. We're gonna do this as we always do. I'm gonna ask uh, a series of clues uh, as they go. They'll go down in point order. So the first one starts five points, four points, three points, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you buzz in and guess incorrectly, you're out of the round. I will say there's some subtitle stuff going on on one of these titles. So Uh-oh. I do want the. Oh, Full correct title. So okay. in, French, in French or something, subtitles yes. are happening. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, okay. So here we are, are. Are we ready? Do we have any questions? Uh, yeah. no. So uh, here we go. Round one. <clears throat> Game Master's Clue. Here it is. A Hong Kong action star who never really made it in America had a bunch of misfires. This one paired him with a WHM favorite impression in a buddy cop situation. <laughs> Chris Cabin. Uh, rush Hour? It is not Rush Hour. I have Andrew Jupin coming in right after that. The Protector? It is not The oh, Protector. Ooh. Fuck. Uh, so, uh, we're, uh-huh. Eric, do you want to go on to the Tribune trivia? Let's go on to the Tribune trivia. <laughs> now you, it's all Eric here. Yeah. Uh, director James Foley said this movie should be deliberately exaggerated visual style with multicolored fluorescent lighting. Flashing strobe lights, constantly moving high held handheld cameras and whip pans and snap zooms because he thought his last few movies were very boring and formulaic. He wanted to reinvent himself as a filmmaker. He originally thought the cinematographer uh, Juan Riz Anicha would uh, hate some of his ideas in mind, but he loved them. So that's oh, useless. Oh, God yeah. damn. Like, yeah. But I will uh, just remember, Hong Kong action star never really made it in America. Bunch of misfires. Had a, uh, had a WHM favorite impression, buddy cop. What's a, w, uh, what's a WHM favorite impression Hong Kong guy that never really made it in America? Hong Kong guy that never made it in America. I mean, he made it in America. He, everyone knows who he is, but he never had a hit. Oh, my God. 
how am I how am I fucking how am I striking out on this? I've been watching right. a lot of Hong Kong movies. Let's do the last clue. Ta- well, we have a couple more. Tagline. Oh, okay. If you have a secret, he knows it. If you have a weakness, he exploits it. If you have anything good in you, he destroys it. He is the you know, and can I just say, I thought of the right movie in yeah. my head and got yes. the fucking title wrong. Yeah, I, I, I knew you got the title yeah, wrong, yeah, yeah. unfortunately. Uh, <sighs> here we go. Star number two uh, for two big points. Mark Wahlberg is in this movie, Eric. Mark Wahlberg at a Hong Kong action star. Oh, my God. I think I got it. But yeah, what is it? The Corruptor? It is The Corruptor yes. for two there points. Oh, I have been circling watching this, actually. Oh, my God. I should do it. Yeah, the pre- I don't even know if the Protector is a real movie. Andrew. Uh, no, it is with Jackie Chan. Oh, is it? And, wow. Uh, oh, wow. Danny Aleo. Got yeah. it. Yeah, but I, I think I'm fair with uh, Chai Yun Fett. Never really. Like he, he wasn't Crouching Tiger a big hit. But that's not an it was an international movie. title. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. it was an Oscar contender as well. But uh, yeah, not, not in English, my friend. I guess you're right. I, I think Bulletproof Monk erased all. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm talking <laughs> about. Those. <laughs> your Bulletproof Monk. Your your whatever's okay. Here we go. Moving on to round two. Okay. Round two. Game Master's Clue. This is so mm. stressful. A classic, <laughs> hey, let's just film a play. That never goes wrong. Situation. Adapt one where a bunch of dudes in a Hollywood home monologue at each other about drugs, life, and the industry, and chicks, man. <gasps> Chris Cabin. Hurley Burley? It is Hurley Burley for five wow. big points. Whoa. Yeah, dude. Hurley fucking Burley. Horrible movie. Oh horrible movie. It, it's Kevin Spacey and Sean Penn. Yes, Kevin Spacey with blonde hair in yes. that film, dude. Yes, man. Oh. Yuck. Yeah, uh, and and Chess Pulmentary is around. <laughs> Gary Shandling is involved. Oh, Indeed. this sounds like a, a future episode. No, it's, no, it's not. No, it's okay, just it's all not. talk. It's bad talk, too. Yeah. Oh, just like the show. Yeah. <laughs> See, we can't be outpaced. Wait a second. Wait a second. This is what Hurley Burley is? Yeah. What did you think Hurley Burley was? Uh, what the fuck was a, I've... a Western from 1958? <laughs> no, it's just, it's, I honestly thought it was some sort of like period piece or something. No, no, it's just a bunch of dudes in Hollywood like doing coke, talking about ladies, as, as I understand. Yeah, yeah. I and, dr- and like they're all drugged out. Like that's yeah. the big things. They're all kind of stoned. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, God damn it. I was thinking of Topsy Turvy, the Michael uh, movie. Oh, yes, that's yeah. a very I did it again. <laughs> Dude, you might, you might want to get checked out. Um, yeah, no kidding. Here we go. Round three. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Game Master's Clue. A better late than never horror sequel that nobody wanted, released 23 years after the iconic original exchanges a, the original <gasps> prom, uh, Eric Siska. An American Werewolf in Paris? It is not an American Werewolf in Paris. Uh, It exchanged the original's promising young cast for a bunch of nobodies and pushes the OG title to the subtitle uh, just to be edgy. Hmm. So it's a horror, better late than a horror sequel, at least 23 years. The the original had a great promising young cast. This one had nobody in it. So it sounds like it's something colon the original title. Exactly. Uh Okay. Oh That's boy. the thing about that. Okay. Huh. We might have to move on to number four. Okay, here we go. Tribune yeah. trivia. Aside from archive footage of the first film, Amy Irving is the only actress and character to return for the sequel. So how about that, Amy Irving fans? Amy Irving, <laughs> huh? <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Um, uh, that's difficult. Uh, oh, 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 where's the raise hand uh, button? Uh, Andrew Jupin. 
finally, the Rage Carry 2. It is the Rage Carry 2 wow. for Big Price. Oh, wow. Love yeah. that. Dang. Love oh. that. Yeah, man. I'm fucking racking my brain. Amy Irving horror movie. Yeah. What are we doing? Mm -hmm. Fuck. Uh, oh, yeah. All right. Star, star 2 is Jason London, and the star of Carry, uh, the Rage 2 is Emily Burgle, if you'll mm -hmm. believe that. Oh, really? Oh, I will. They uh, Burgle turned into movies for a second. <laughs> and, and now... <laughs> Hey, great funny thing about uh, the Rage Carry Two. One, Never I think saw it's, it. it's totally an episode. I rented it years and years and years ago. Uh, Zachary Ty Bryant. Yes, he's involved. Uh, he gets like a fucking like harpoon to the dick or something in that movie. Ooh. Or some something happens yes. to his genitalia in that movie. It I think. seems like we're at a nice. house party and Carrie's yes. not having a good time there. Yep. No, she's not. Yep. Okay. Instead, instead of prom, I believe it's like a house party where this other girl is humiliated and. Here yeah. we go, ladies nice. and gentlemen. L round four. Bonus points here. It's a movie I've never heard of, so everything is double. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Game Master's Clue. Uh -huh. A nerdy teen gets advice from his grandpa on how to win the girl of his dreams. His next-door neighbor, who was the titular star of a WB show in the 1990s. Grandpa's advice? Camp out in her front lawn until she agrees to go on a date with him. <laughs> oh, yeah. This almost sounds like your favorite movie, Chris. <laughs> Not Angus. No, uh, yeah, that's what I mean. A yeah. nerdy teen gets advice from his grandpa on how to win the girl's dreams. His next-door neighbor, who was the titular star of a 90s WB show, Gramps advice, camp out on her lawn until she agrees to go on a date Interesting. With him. This is the 90s. Yeah, it's like, like this is 97. Uh, I'll give you even a year I, here. I remember I, the, the cover of this is, like, right in my mind. I feel and, like the, tribu the trivia will help, but... Uh, I think we should move on to the okay. trivia unless anyone has it. <laughs> I tribute, got nothing. Tribute no. trivia. This film gets its name from a Beatles song. Oh, no. uh, Chris, uh, Eric and Andrew Jupin. Uh, eight days a week. Wow. Carrie Russell. Eight yeah, yeah, yeah. days a week yes. with wow. Carrie Russell for yeah, yeah. eight large points, my friend. Carrie Russell. Nice. Yes. I love it. Mm -hmm. As long wow. as Chris have isn't you, getting points. Have you seen that movie or you just kind of had that going? No, that was like a video store cover memory yeah, for it. some reason. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you see the cover, you completely yes. understand why. That sounds like an episode of Nerd Desperate Enough <laughs> for a Lady that yes. just creepily sits outside her house. And like yeah. the, the trailer, I mean, Carrie Russell's probably like 19, and it's like, look at this girl. Oh, yeah. Look at this girl. You got to plant your flag in her yard. <laughs> <laughs> Who plays the grandfather? That's a great question. I'll look it up. Uh, but that is the VHS trailer game. Congratulations to everyone who played. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Uh -huh. Thank you, Steve. Oh, I, no longer a zero. I'll hey. take it. Hey, totally, dude. Every point matters. I don't remember who who was the grandfather, though. I don't remember that. I'm pulling it up. This uh, is strictly a I remembered the cover answer. Not uh, Peter Falk, is it? That would really be sad. Father. There's Nick. There's... A lot of fathers here. You know, you notice he doesn't even know, folks. Sad man. Amazing. Phil, is that him? Uh, is it? I just, yeah, no, I, got, I got nothing for grandpa. No one has listed as grandpa. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. That's too uh, bad. That sucked. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so this uh, uh, blast from the past, huh? Yeah, blast Ooh, from the past. Yeah. It's, you know, I love it. It opens just like LA Confidential. You <laughs> accentuate the positive. Just kicking uh, in with all the like showing of the old, like old timey stuff. This time it's like 
you know, uh, atom bomb testing and stuff like that. Yes, atomic panic, things of that nature. And I got to say, the amount of Perry Como you are, (sighs) you are, you are choked with in this movie. Yeah. Like, I get it. He likes old timey music. Let's move the movie right along. The thing is, it's like, it's, this is a fine premise for a movie, but it just fumbles. Look, it's, it's just not funny is the problem. You because know what I mean? this like, is a fine premise for like a sci-fi thriller, <laughs> yeah. not a goofy romantic comedy. Like this guy has serious, like fucking mental and emotional problems. Uh, uh, Christopher Walken should be jailed. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, yeah, you yeah. know Sissy Spacek will be trying to fucking kill Christopher Walken. Oh, yeah. They try to do this thing where like, oh, she's like sort of becoming an alcoholic or whatever, but that comes to nothing <laughs> serious, you know? Well, yeah, just like real alcoholism. It's yeah, it's a, it's a total joke. It's fine. It's fine. You know, this could have been something, I think, as even a rom-com. It just needs to be 30 minutes short. Exactly. Yes. It has yep. to be 90 minutes on the dot, well, and the, that's it. The original sin of this movie is when they go down to the bomb shelter, that we don't just cut to 30 years later. The yeah. fact yep. that we keep cutting in in every... Every, we watch this kid grow up. We watch Joey Slotnick grow yes, up. Yes, <laughs> Steve, we got these. We got these sets, and we're gonna get all the money we can out of them. Yeah, we that's built a good point. this bunker to look like mid-century modern, a, an underground bunker for this atomic war we were supposed to have. Still waiting for it, folks. We uh, built this bunker. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, we we start on a party. Uh, the, uh, you know, sometimes people have like a paint party, like come over, paint my house. They uh, decided to have an exposition party. Come over and just uh, tell us what the movie's going to be. Dude, no yes, shit, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I love this guy who's just like drinking in Christopher Walken and Sissy Spacek's house, and he's like, I guess he's telling the new guy in the neighborhood yeah. like what's going on. And he's like, So you see, the house we're at right now, <laughs> the guy's fucking crazy. Yeah. Like he's just like giving it like, oh yeah, he's an inventor, he's a lunatic. Don't mention communists here, okay? Yeah, he'll take your throat right out if you say communists <laughs> in front of him. He'll just take you right out. I believe this mustachioed guy is the dude from Cliffhanger, um, the heavy in Cliffhanger. Yeah, one of the heavies. Yes. Yes. Mm. Uh, and Chris Watkins entertaining everyone, telling this joke about a duck. A duck goes into a drugstore. <laughs> <laughs> by lip gloss dude it's another thing where he's talking about like anthropomorphic yep. animals yeah <laughs> just like the mice in, in, in two Kentucky mice camp. go yeah. to a drugstore yeah. wait hold on i messed that up and what does the duck say but put it on my bill two mice <laughs> and a duck <laughs> 35 years underground <laughs> all dead because it's two mice and a duck. They don't wait that long. Where you going tonight, Adam? Somewhere exotic like the living room? <laughs> We're trapped yep. down here. I'll tell you what's rad about this bunker, dude. They're fucking living on the set of Dogville in this beginning yes. of the movie. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. like we got walls, but like there's no fucking ceilings to anything. There's kinda... something really like sad about going to the yard room. Yeah, the yes. yard room is kind of <laughs> great. I mean, like, and the thing of it is when they... They play too much of Sissy Spacek, who's a great actress. Absolutely. She, she needs something to do. They make her, like, sad and stuff. It, the, that it makes it so much worse. Like, to make this a comedy, she needs to be, like, a flighty, dumb mom that's always well, like, I, I made marshmallow squares or something. Right. Like, I, having, I, her, having her have an inner life Steve, where she wants out is so sad. Steve, I'm sorry to bring this up, but, of course, this was 99. Mothers were not allowed to talk in movies. This is not <laughs> true. They did not allow this. Like, you can be a little alcoholic. Like, that's the whole joke. Literally, yes. the whole joke is she's yeah. an alcoholic. That's it. 
Period. I don't like know that. if that's reflected of the '90s. This is just a bad script. Uh, sure, yeah, but you know, <laughs> I, I would, I would obviously be an alcoholic in this situation. But I'm there's glad. a real, there's a real chance of a family annihilation here, and the yes. movie doesn't bother right. to sniff that out, and that's what's kind of weird. It, this movie's too innocent for its own good. I'm an alcoholic in this current situation. There, my God, what I, would it be? I mean, um, but that, that, I'd be afraid, uh, you know, we say that she likes the drinking sherry. Like, how much did Walken buy for 35 I was years? I mean, like, to ask. Or are, they, are they making Pruno down there? Like, what's well, dude, going on? No, 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 no. They're, they're stacked, dude. This is 1962. They literally, they go down into the bunker at the start of the Cuban Missile Crisis. And back then, there's no such thing as alcoholism. So you know that he was fucking stacked to the <sighs> gills. I, it was just normal thing. And yeah. yeah. Hey, gang, this episode on Blast from the Past is brought to you in part by Microdose Gummies. I know you've likely heard the word microdosing bandied about, but if not, just know that all sorts of people are microdosing to feel healthier and perform better, not just work in a dark room all day podcasters like me. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. You know, it seems like every week the things I need to watch pile gets higher and higher. Last week I was blowing through Sundance titles to prep for on-screen live, along with our usual intake of movies and television we record about each and every week. So to stay focused and in the moment and not have my eyes glaze over after I watched the same Sundance pre-show video for the eighth time, I was getting some major help from Microdose gummies. I pop a sativa-dominant orange creamsicle gummy or two at the start of the day, and in no time, I'm focused, clear-headed, and ready to make my way through an endless sea of film and television. Remember, everyone's tolerance is different, so go in easy. What works for me might be too much for you, so start small and try half a microdose gummy first and see where that takes you. And hey, when I'm trying to wind down at night, need to quiet my brain, my screaming brain, after watching anywhere from four to six films in a day, the indica-dominant berry-flavored strain of microdose gummies is ready to help settle me down and welcome the calming embrace of slumber. And when I have to get up and do it all over again, microdose gummies are there for me in the morning. Get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com, promo code WHM. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com, promo code WHM for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com promo code WHM. During the height of the pandemic, like I would go to the liquor store oh. and I would walk out with a literal a duffel bag like I was fucking Tom Sizemore in heat <laughs> and just carry this thing across the street. Steve, they would go and get me a box in the back room. <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh here uh, comes box guy again. Yeah, Somebody oh go God. set him up. I had nowhere to go. I had a shed at the time that I put stuff in. It was there was a beer shed going on. A it was sad. it was sad time. So oh, I can't I can't yeah. imagine. I don't know. A little bit of drinking sherry for thirty five years. I don't know. And by the way, all you at least you know not to paint the pandemic in a rosy picture, but at least we could watch TV beyond film strips of the honeymooners yes. dude and i gotta tell you a nice detail here for a fucking total loser like me is when he starts at the first time they're watching the honeymooners and yeah it's just like some little 16 print good show he, by the way oh yeah no 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 not at all but what's cool for me and literally only me starts it up 
good looking print. He's got this little like mirror device so they can watch it on a fake screen, but the text is all reversed, but it's the honeymooners, so it doesn't matter. Uh, and as this opening, the opening half hour of this movie before you see Brendan Fraser at all, um, every time they cut back to watching the honeymooners, the print looks worse. It's like scratched uh, that's, that's and it's dirty. Cool. And so oh, and, wow. uh, just from like the continued use. And I thought that was such a cool detail because it's like, yeah, while you're stocked for 35 years of whiskey and cooking sherry, you're not stocked for 35 years of various film entertainment. That's you true. Know what I, mean? I did not spot that. That is a cool detail. And you know, Christopher Walken's like smoking pipes and shit in that room. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yep, definitely. Pipe tobacco is one of the main things he asks for. That's like yeah. top of the list. And you know, it, it, it is too bad that they didn't have other things to watch. All they did was like learn German perfectly and French <laughs> yeah. and probably read all the books of the of the Western canon. Another thing that kind of annoys me is like they paint Walken as like this. It's just a blanket genius. Yes. Yeah. When it's like, yeah, he's like a, a sciencey guy, engineer of some type. That doesn't translate to like you can easily and swiftly like learn all these languages. You know, like. He's just too much of like a renaissance man. Yes. It's kind of weird. It and is. I mean, it, it, it gives uh, Brendan Fraser what he always gets in these fish out of water movies, right. which is superpowers for no reason. Because uh, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Link, you thawed a caveman in the, from the Ice Age and he happens mm. to be alive. His bones are made of nothing. He, mm-hmm. he's, not, yep. he's not super strong. He's not running around. He's dying immediately from I mean, the oxygen. This is very much Encino Man as well. Yes. But also, he, the same same thing could work here. Like, the muscle fatigue of having living in three rooms for 35 Jesus years. Christ, I can't even yep. imagine. He's not going to be this big old hunky man. Oh, That's, wait. I mean, again, they, like, cover that up with, like, he takes dance lessons all the time. <laughs> yeah. Christopher Walken's, like, kind of teaching him how to box in one <laughs> well, scene or whatever. They had to cut out the scenes where you see the track he built for them to run and right. get daily <laughs> fucking exercise. I mean, like, that's what, I mean, like, none of it makes sense. Like, if you were actually piping in oxygen, where's the clean oxygen coming from? If you yep. think it's a nuclear there's a, there's a line. I mean, it's ridiculous. There's a line later in the film that it was, it sound, it was something like near the sewer, so I imagine it didn't smell very well down Dude, there. Dude, so that's another thing, man. You're down in this bunker. It's you. At some point, like, you know, she has the baby in the bunker, so it's like you're raising an infant at one point. Like, I'm sorry, this is family annihilation, dude. All the stress, plus it smells like a sewer uh, line. And it's, again, it's, it's coming from Sissy Spacek, who we do see, like, I think it's one of the times uh, something, something where... Uh, we're watching the honeymoon. He's like, this show just gets better and better. Yep. And she goes oh, yeah. into a room and screams, and we cut to black. I'm like, yeah. that's not funny. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like that well, is what they what they actually do is, chilling. It's a real heartbreaking thing. Is like, there's no there's no dialogue. It's just Walkins laughing at it as if it's brand new. Yes, and she just looks like she wants everyone in the bunker to suffocate and die, and then <laughs> and only when. Walken turns to her to be like, funny, right? Does she <laughs> yes. like, smile? And as soon as he looks back to the television, she just goes cold again. She's and I'm like, that in that, those moments where Sissy SpaceX being a real actor in this movie, yeah. that's the movie I want. I want her to yeah. be like, it's not fucking funny anymore that he's pretending to be a man from space. I mean, you have in the bedroom already. It's already exists. (laughs) She should should freak out and like sabotage all the yacht batteries that run this place. Like we're all going to hell tonight. Well, because I mean, the thing we should set it up. So basically they're having this party. Uh Oh, Cuban Missile Crisis is happening. Uh, 
Walken sends everybody home. Right. One year before a blast that made history. Mm-hmm. Oh, they God. Uh-huh. I, uh, when he's kicking everybody out, first of all, I love the William Hootkins guy that is filmed running through the neighborhood and like oh, yes. gets, gets to the party and he's like, oh, Christopher Walken, you got to turn on the TV. JFK's giving it to uh, Khrushchev. Khrushchev yeah. Yes. They're like, oh, wow. And like, they're all watching it. So he sends everybody home. You catch the number of people leaving this house. There's like oh, 35 people walking out. The this door. was an enormous event. It's I, huge. I, I, but I like this. Uh, you know what? I like it as a reason to kick people out of your house. This oh, is absolutely. Uh, I, I, actually, I, I, excuse I wanna... me. I have to take a shit. Yeah. <laughs> what the, that's the thing is now I'm just going to leave the fucking like whenever whatever Biden's like uh, babbling at the brewery about <laughs> Earthrider. I'm going to leave that on my TV and be like, oh, well, you heard what he said. I, I, everybody's got to go home. I'm sorry. You, you're like, bippy bobby, boop, 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 boop. Like, yeah, as the, as the president said, we have to go. It's also nuts. Like, what are the odds that on the, the eve of the start of the Cuban Missile Crisis, there's this plane that lands on their house? Like, what? A, yeah. I'm sorry. It crashes. crashes. Yes. It crashes. Yes. But like, this is final this destination, is, by the yeah, way. Yeah, this is a dumb <laughs> detail. It all, is. All those party goers are now going to be haunted by the specter of death and murder. Because here's what it is, right? This is the the a way more grounded, not completely ridiculously stupid reason for them to think that the bomb went off, right? Because that's the whole thing. This yeah. plane crashes yeah. on their house and there's an explosion and Christopher Walken's like, oh no, it happened. And like, he locks them in for 35 years and that's what it is. Here's the actual way you do this. They're so nervous about what JFK said on the television. He's kicking everybody home and uh-oh, Sissy Spacek left something on in the kitchen. There was a lit cigarette. Mm-hmm. Boom. Gas explosion. Yes. Oh. Yeah. The house blow. It's a way more grounded yes. kind of calamity than, oh, on top of the Cuban Missile Crisis happening, this fighter jet just falls out of the sky. Which is why, yeah, it's it's it's, fanta- it's too fantastical on top of a fantastical idea. And, right. they, yes. and they also pack in here, it's like, oh, I left the radio. I'll go get it in a second. Oh, no, now I don't have a radio. I'd be like, fuck, dude. No, yep. you're bringing the radio. That's the first thing you grab. Any kind of yes. entertainment thing. And again, Tom Sizemore with the whisk with the liquor is, you know what I mean? Like sweating as he walks across, waddles across the parkway. That was me. That would be me here too. Where are you going, Steve? <laughs> Hockey practice or robbing a bank? <laughs> Just drinking. Got it. <laughs> But yeah, so like this this guy, like we just cut to this dude in a fighter jet and he's like, oh, hey, Tower, uh, I think I might be having some problems with this jet, if you can believe that right now. Uh, yeah. uh, control, actually, the movie cannot be 90 minutes. It has to be two hours. Uh, <laughs> would you like to cut to three different scenes of me getting fucked in the air before I crash land? Would you like to do that? Uh, what if I uh, eject over a civilian population? <laughs> Yeah, what is the what is the back and forth there he has? Because go to the, the tower, ocean. Well, the guy says like, oh, like you hear the guy in the command tower or whatever, and he's like, "Can you make the ocean?" And I had the subtitles on. I swear the guy says yes, and then like he just think, instead ejects, and well, the, the plane goes. Flying. I think this is a poorly written movie, oh. and uh, no, but I mean, like, because this happens a couple of times <laughs> where I think like the movie expects you to go along with it. I think he's being sarcastic. Do you know what oh. I mean? Like, I, don't, yeah, I, mean, I could totally reach the ocean. I don't know, because there's another moment where, like, the moment when uh, Alicia Silverstone is driving uh, Adam for the first time, uh-huh. and, like, she's like, oh, I'll take it to the Holiday Inn for a, a baseball card or whatever. 
And then in the middle of it, she's like, you're a wacky dude. And she starts driving really erratically and you don't know why. And it's like, I guess it's because she's afraid of it, but it's never telegraphed properly. You're, like, you're, you're completely right. These things yes. happen in this movie and you're like, why is this character character acting in this way? You're absolutely correct, dude, about that other thing. It's I don't remember what the line is, but like he says something mm-hmm. that could like be interpreted as creepy. Or I'm sure it is creepy because he's a weird caveman oh, boy yeah. scout in this movie. But like, so yeah, she does get creeped out by it and then starts speeding. Cause I was like, how stupid is this that like whatever it was, four years after Clueless. There's another movie yeah. where she's like bad at driving, but then I realized like she is purposely speeding. But you're you're completely right. The telegraphing of that is a total failure, and that, that, I think that's what's happening. Whatever is happening here is 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 the same problem. Is like the, we don't know how to telegraph what yeah. things mean. So yeah, he just explodes, and she has the baby almost immediately. Yep. And again, like just a quick. Maybe we'd have like one the first night or something, and then thirty five years later. But right. no, we're watching. But every couple of years, sure. But yeah. and keep in mind, Christopher Walken's like I could deliver it myself or whatever. But now we're also in a world where, thank God, no medical problem has ever occurred whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you probably don't have any teeth left in your head at this point, unless oh, no. you got really good teeth. Which God bless. That's a good call. Yeah, and this kid never got. This kid never got braces. He comes out like really fucking weird looking. Oh, you're yeah. totally right. Like at least for the adults, maybe something about like I had us prefabricated dentures just in case. <laughs> just knock your teeth out and put these in. <laughs> well, also you have to imagine that like from what we know of fucking Christopher Walken, he's a crank. He's a mm-hmm. absolutely crazy person. So he comes out. The fact that the kid comes out squeaky clean like doesn't register to me. Because you know mm-hmm. he's been been bombarded for thirty years of like, well we're living under Castro's America now. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. Now, yes. Yeah, and yes, like he's, he should he's be crazy. Gu- he should be like a gun happy psycho who spent the last fucking thirty five years masturbating to his mother Pre- or father. Prepare to come <laughs> out and destroy uh, the communist world that has happened to. Is, is, yes. Like You're he comes right. out like Rambo. Like that's but, what he would be doing. This would be a funny comedic premise because then he'd be like he'd see the modern world and be like, oh, fuck, I love communism. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, McDonald's well everywhere. Worked out. Yeah. Well, though, what, what if we drove out of our way to make fun of trans people real quick and, and call yeah, them well, mutants? Basically, call them mutants. What, oh, what we if we will. did that? We'll okay. do that. We'll do that instead. Okay, that's a good. Right, because that's when eventually 35 years is up. Christopher Walken uses the back lift. It's convenient that the first exit was destroyed, but there's another one. And he, uh, th- yeah. we, we, by the way, I'm sorry, when that happens, it's the morning of, and like Sissy SpaceX. They're all asleep, and then the door opens. Like, absolutely, this should not catch anyone by surprise. Dude, Holy no, you are standing there. Ten, <laughs> nine, eight. Yeah. Hey, it's thirty-five fucking years. <laughs> I, I do like the montage of the everyone like, uh, like the their their property gets sold, and yes. we're building this like malt shop, mom's malt shop, and then you know when we're checking in through the years, it gets shittier and shittier. Eventually, it's a gutter bar, and. I think that's all very funny, right? But, like, this is how you you save us all of that Adam fucking growing up. You have, like, one scene, and it's, like, somebody, the, the cap on the scene is, like, and then we'll have to wonder what's up there. And the movie, I mean, the movie does actually do this. There's a fake shot of, like, we're rising up, and we go through the floor, and this is how we're introduced to the mom's malt shop kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But all you need to do you get an exterior on that malt shop, baby, and you have a little animated sequence where it's sped up shit, and it's like 
malt shop. Whoops, now it's the bar. Yes. Now it's a fucking shittier bar. Now it's a place where homeless people I, live. You know what I mean? I mean, it drives you crazy because this is like the worst advice you would get from like the 17 script writing books that came out in the <laughs> 90s and late 80s. Right. What the worst idea is that like everything that happens in the first 30 minutes to 45 minutes sets up everything in the yes. back half. Like there's no air to breathe. There's nothing that just happens by chance. You're everything right, is just fucking like calculating the rest of the movie and like it makes it boring it makes it like easy to predict as well you're just like oh my god he likes baseball cards i wonder <laughs> if they're going to be worth something oh wait he's a magical millionaire yes oh yes. yay it is convenient in that way but also like you're trying to make an easy breezy rom-com it's a problem to have your love interest introduced 41 minutes in. insane <laughs> Uh, by the way, so the the guy who works at the mall shop is Joey Slotnick. Anyone else have a? Uh, I uh, obviously is from Twister. Uh, he was the funny guy on the single guy, which I watched oh. every episode of. I, oh, sure. Mm-hmm. I'm I I I, I noticed his uh, bravery on the coming on the shores of Boston Public. Of course. Oh yes, oh, <laughs> I watched. I watched a lot of Boston Public, and I believe uh, Chris. Doesn't his character like go down for sleeping with a student or yes. something like that? I think, yes. I think so, yes. Nice. Eventually. He's like a nerdy yep. guy and then there's like a sexy student. By the way, here's Joey Slotnick's Wikipedia page. The photo is going to make everybody laugh. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I love it. Who's this guy? Steve Wozniak. Wow. It's him Steve and Steve Wozniak because yeah. he played him in Pirates of Silicon Valley. Oh, God. Oh, You're that's cracking. bad casting. It's horrible casting. Uh-huh. Um, I will say, I think he's funny in this movie. I think he's he's a, he's, he's needed. A, oh, yes, yeah. he's like a saving grace. It's like finally some comedy. Yeah, these he's are where the fucking jokes are at Mom's Malt Shop. Man, the fucking in Boston Public. Chai McBride is so disappointed when he finds out about that. Yes, because he's the bo- he's the fucking uh, principal. principal, right? Yeah, he's the oh, principal man. man. Is that he was streaming so anywhere. It might I be. don't know. It should be man. Shy McBride was fucking awesome on that. Oh, yeah, show. Well, it, it looks like uh, he was in Plane last year. I did not see. Ooh, plane. Oh yes, yes he was. The yeah, yeah. In pl- in the plane. They, yep. Oh my god, that movie. We never. I mean, we never really talked about, but like that has the craziest '90s like kickback cast ever. Tony Goldwyn's in that. Uh, ben yep. Vogt. Uh, I forget his fucking full. It's. Ben V O G T. Uh, he's from how? He's the main uh, Italian guy from House Guest. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh sure. I, I, but you 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 see the guy's face, you know him. He's on. No, he's been really? on the wire too. I'm looking uh, it up. Paul Ben Victor. Is yeah, that who that's you're that's about? Uh, who. I'm oh, thinking. that guy yes. who's like a uh, he's like a substitute for old what's his name there. Uh, oh man, Lord Almighty, the crazy dude from Die Hard, who's a crazy maggot Robert guy. Robert Davi. Now. Yes, he's like a yes. fake Robert Davi, this Paul Ben Victor guy. Yes, yes. Nice. Been on Law and Order like a hundred thousand times. Oh, of course, you'd have to. Sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so th- we're watching these things unfold. We we're watching a bunch of kids. One of the kids, the last kid, is uh, the lead from the Bye Bye Man, who is also in uh, what do you call it there? The 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 Mormon show on HBO. Uh, blah blah Big blah. Love. Oh, the Big Love. Yes. Yeah. Big Love. The, yeah. The, 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 he was the the lead boy on that show. Uh, so there you go. Hmm. As you're saying, a, that's the guy who's Adam. Yeah, when, like, when he's like, like twelve or what, German yeah, or whatever. Yes, and he's like dancing around. Okay. And I mean, like, I don't understand why Adam is. I mean, I guess that's the character, but like, he's so squeaky and happy. Like, wouldn't you be horrifically depressed and or like I don't know like a weird sex offender at this point. Like you've never, 
Never even left the house. Never like you can't even jack off in your own home. You have no idea of social graces. Yeah, yes. it would be you'd be a walking nightmare. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Do you even know how to jerk off? Did Christopher Walken <laughs> think that was needed? <laughs> no, he doesn't. Because at the end of the movie is only when he's finally telling this thirty-five-year-old man how a woman is inseminated. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he is. You're 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 saying he's never ejaculated his entire life. Maybe a wet dream or two. For oh sure. no, no no he would be having them on the, on the weekly. Oh yeah, yeah that's, well, at oh, this point, yes. Yeah. When you drive a vehicle so reliable, it's backed by a ten-year, one hundred thousand-mile limited warranty. You stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I mean, I would put out there, uh, because we never see the bathroom situation in the bunker, like, Uh what's the showerhead situation looking like? Is that detachable? That could be fun. Oh, he's like rubbing his his genitals with it? Sort of, you're figuring shit out, and you're like, well, the shower is the only place mm-hmm. where my two parents aren't up my ass 24 hours a day. I mean, it's like, we're- <laughs> Adam, we recycle that water. Why <laughs> are there little fish type of things? Oh, no. God. And then Sissy Spacek is like, I don't want to wash any more crusty sheets, so he should be in there as long as it needs to be. I am so tired of yeah. hard sheets. Well, the filtration you know, the wa- works, right? The filtration that works all day long. Good. The water is another question, but then again, I'm sure there's answers for all these fallout shelters. Well, I'm sure they were very thorough I, back I, in the day. I don't. I think it's all magic. I think everything in here is magic. Like, oh, oh no, it just worked out, Chris. I think I. I think there was one line about well water. So. There, there is yep. something about well water. There's also a moment where he's catching a fish. Did anybody else notice that? Because he's got this big pool. Tank, like yeah. you see the little like like baby fish at first. And then there's just a scene where he's like, dinner. And he's got this like <laughs> handheld net that he just gets yeah. this big old bass in or whatever. Yeah, yeah you like yes. farm fished it. Like, yeah, yeah he's uh, breeding yeah. his own fish. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. we're talking about all these things we wish uh, Sissy Spacek did in this movie. But honestly... Uh, off camera, she definitely stopped a dog tooth from happening in this place. Sure. She she averted it. Walken was mm-hmm. definitely marching towards that end, and she just barely got him to stop with the good with the honeymooners. She just laughed along to the honeymooners enough so that he <laughs> fucking wouldn't think like that. So uh finally his like 35th birthday comes, door's gonna open, and uh Walken goes up first. And this is the first of a couple of times we're kind of referencing, but it's just ripping off Back to the Future. Like, Walken comes up wearing a radiation suit, and it's yes. the exact same gag as it Marty. Yep. It's the same fucking thing. He mm-hmm. might as well have said his name was Darth Vader from the Planetfall. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And so he he comes up, he scares the shit out of Joey Slotnick, who now is like, a pseudo like Manson wannabe guy. He's got a bad spiral tattoo on his forehead, mm-hmm. and he's talking about how he doesn't believe in God, and he's just waiting for the end, et cetera, et cetera. Well, which oh, you know, oh, you there. guys, you guys didn't get it. Oh no, he's he came back from the future to warn us all about a uh, a uh, 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 true detective night country. Uh, That's what the little circle comes from. He's just like, no, oh, it's not it. that good. 
it's really it's it's fine in parts, but it's uh, mostly not that good. Actually, I only saw the first two episodes. Is shit the better already? Uh, I'm I'm gonna disagree with you there. Chris uh, th- third episode, I think it should be pretty bad. I, I would uh, say no. I, third, I'll, yeah. I'll see it. I'm, uh, a lot of people like it, so mm-hmm. yeah. enjoy being wrong over there. Chris. I That's am fine. <laughs> very happy with that. Uh, but yeah, so he walks out. Yes, and like. So now Joey Slotnick becomes like an acolyte of his or something. He's just so terrible. I mean, like you would just be like, oh, it's a guy in a suit. I guess there's an right. elevator there. Weird. But you it know? just came out of the ground after he said, like, show me a sign or some shit. And then oh, he's right. like, leave my elevator alone. And now he's putting that up as a, a quote from a, you know, an otherworldly being in his mind. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Walken, you know, goes outside. And this is like. You're supposed to be this big genius and you know that, you know, under your, you know, what you're assuming has happened is like a nuclear holocaust and all this stuff. He goes outside and he's like, what happened to my yard? And I'm like, the fuck did you think happened? You think a bomb went off, dude? But we also hear it's just like, oh, my God, because we have like rap music. Uh Oh, rap music and a bum. Oh, no. And there's like some junkyard dogs and chain link fences up. And it's like we're in a, you know, an urban area. And it's like, oh, no, the world ended type of shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, Cypress Hill plays in all the scariest places like the mall, (laughs) uh, restaurants. Yeah. Some guy with a a water gun shoots at him at some point. Like he's like, he's got a a weird thing. He's got the the car and the hydraulics that he's he just shoots at him. I mean, like this movie, I would love to know what this movie thinks about 90, the actual 90s L.A. You know what I mean? Like, is it is it? Oh, I I, I know what it is. I know Mm -hmm. what it is. When sun go down, city bad. When I sun see. come up, city fine. That's <laughs> okay, right. got it. Mm. That's the logic of the film. Pretty it's, much. It's I so mean, scary. You know. Oh, my God. And then he meets uh, a trans sex worker who is like, hey, you want me to be a boy? I'll be a boy. I'll be a girl. 200 bucks, man. Whatever you want. And then he's like, oh, no. I have I mean, like, and I know, like, it, it, it. it's obviously much more prevalent now, but, like, you knew about like at least cross dressing in the 1960s, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you would be like, "Oh, that's just someone who is." I, I don't I, know, man. This guy's just barely fucking swallowing the commie threat. Like, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like this dude like served in World War II, and when they were over in Germany, he fucking like saw some stage show, and it was like, "Wait a minute, that <laughs> voluptuous woman." I mean, you know, you know that. I, I'm telling you, sissy spacek that. There are nothing but J. Edgar Hoover's up there. <laughs> exactly. It's like he saw, he saw Abe Simpson's, uh, whatever that review was, yes. he got himself wrapped up in. Like that, yeah, he knows about cross dressing and whatever. So, like, that's that's at least a starting point it, for this. And exactly. not for him to be like, oh no, a monster. Um, it's, uh, it's a yes. mutant with both pairs of genitals. He and I'm like, it says subspecies. It's not good. Bad, it's tough, dude. It's a rough one for this is one. Being, yeah, he. I guess he'd be shocked. No, he wouldn't be shocked by just anyone. But it is the first time he's he's be seeing other people in thirty five years. But it is a bad. It's be, it's played for a bad joke for sure. It's played for a bad joke, and then he goes he goes to the adult bookstore for a second, and then just runs yep. away. Yeah. yeah. So like whatever. And what I mean, do you, like, what do you think that was? You thought it was gonna be Faulkner or something? <laughs> <laughs> Finally, a place where I can get away from all those shelves full of Berenstain bears. (laughs) Some just adult books. Oh, a gangbang. Does that mean we just get to shoot? Are we all shooting like a gang? Oh, dude, they (laughs) shoot. Wait, this is this one stars someone called Machine. Let me put it in. Oh, no. (laughs) Leave her alone, Machine. (laughs) Bukaki. I guess I'll give it a spin. (laughs) 
It just oh, Helen, you won't believe it. They killed a girl <laughs> and filmed it. I just and he comes back down, and I mean, like, I don't know, dude, you're breathing comfortably. That's just the way the world is. Mm. Let's wait till the morning and see what it looks like. You know what I mean? Like, no, yeah, but he he's wanted just like, to, he wanted to do the, like the recon at night because yes. he thought it would be dangerous. But yep, yeah. And yeah. also, like, she, uh, she's like fucking had it. Uh, oh also, yeah, because. What has already happened is like on that night before, he has an insane line, which is, boy, I wish we could stay down here longer. And and <laughs> yes. this is where she goes behind the door and starts Got screaming. It. That's and what I, it is. And I'd be like, lady, just leave him. Like, yep. it's fine. Like, mm-hmm. take your 35-year-old fucking ape son <laughs> and get up there. Mm-hmm. And just see what it's like. The two your of hulking you. son. Just go up there. He will protect you. Uh, but so he has, and I mean, Walken in this movie, like, I think Walken is fine in comedies, but sometimes when you're like, Hey, Chris, be funny. It's like, that's not what you want. This broad heart attack he has is very unfunny. Is it supposed to be funny though? Oh, uh, a heart attack. I just thought it was bad. But that's like the worst question to have in a movie like this. Is it supposed to be funny? Thank you. Yes. What what the fuck? My question is, when is it going to be funny? I bought a ticket from the director of Police Academy. (laughs) Thank you. When is it getting funny? (laughs) When is someone getting sucked off behind a podium? I mean, when when he has the heart attack, I'm like wondering, I'm like, oh, well, of course you, uh, because this would have come up in 35 years. You definitely told Sissy Spacek how to treat you if you have a heart. Oh, you didn't? Oh, that's interesting. Oh, okay. So do, do not resuscitate because you can't. <laughs> I wish. i here to do that. That would be uh, great so if it was that way. He's sick. She's gearing up the young boy there, Brendan Fraser, to go up to the surface, get supplies, and walk and tell him if you find a suitable woman, you know, bring her down. Bring mm. her down here. Her down Take, to the, to I want to watch. I want to watch you breed, son. I'm breeding a race of Morlocks. <laughs> Just go out into the town, find a girl, and bring her back home with us. That's the plot of Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Yes, Just it is. FYI, that's some psycho shit. That, that musical is a terrifying movie. That is incredible. A, dare I say, stay tuned. Could we actually do an old musical? That might be if, fun. If we were going to do a musical, we would have to do that one. That one yes. is absolutely the most bizarre thing I've ever it's seen. Terrifying. It's terrifying. It's a strange one with amazing dance choreography. Well, yes, oh, yeah. Did. No, there's a lot. Uh, there's there's better elements to that than this, even though that movie is kind of rapey. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Kind, you can take the kind of right out of there. But Okay, yes. it's uh, very. Let's, <laughs> it's let's underline it. Let's underline it really quick. Very underline it. There's <laughs> some sort of weird thing where is it Sissy Spacek herself that's like, or is it walking? One of them is like, and make sure, you know, when you're looking for this nice girl to club over the head and bring yes. down to our fucking dungeon, uh, she's from Pasadena. It, this is Sissy SpaceX. She's like, only nice girls are from Pasadena or something, which what? is right. And I don't know what that joke is. I think it's or, like, you got to get a lady from the suburbs and that yeah, don't mean, further away yeah, from LA. Exactly. I, I, I just don't, I don't believe she gives a shit about any of this, right? It's, no. it, she's been wanting to get out of here for fucking 30 years now. Yes. Like, I don't get why she doesn't just go with it. Look, it you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because right. she's like, she actually does kind of a funny line here because she's telling him, like, you know, stuff to get and he's writing everything down. And she goes, uh, liquor store, write that down. Yes. Liquor store. <laughs> yeah. But it's only like half a joke, though, because mm-hmm. she doesn't tell him, like, if you find a liquor store, 
here's what I want. Uh, every it's like half of a joke. Yeah, she's had, <laughs> she's had a fucking 30, live, uh, 30 years to live with a like not uh, a Jack Torrance that didn't erupt. Uh, <laughs> yes. And like, a, and you just are now getting free of him. You would, uh, sh- they, there's this scene where she goes up and she's scared of Joey Slotnick and his, go- I, if you walked up and saw a shark walking around, <laughs> yep. you'd be like, okay, cool. I, I, I totally let's would do be. it. I, let's, let's go. Let's go. That's how out. I was again during the pandemic where I could mostly kind of sort of leave my house and like, you know, go outside in my backyard or whatever. I would absolutely right. welcome the shark people. What? Yes. At the late April. At the same time, uh, 35 years living in an institutional prison, mm. maybe are afraid to go out. There's pe- people still not going outside because of COVID to this day. Oh, oh absolutely. And remember so, Tom Hanks had to sleep on the floor at the end of Castaway? Yeah. Like sometimes you just get I, used to stuff. Oh, I, Brooks, I, I, Brooks was here. That's yourself. 100% <laughs> true. But like, of course, the movie does nothing to be like she's like that. Like, there's nothing to be like she's attached to the place. She hates it. The last joke of the movie is on the mother, which we'll get to at the very end of the movie. But it's it's yep. chilling at the way that yep. it's played. Um, it's it's, I, I, it's not this, but if it were to happen, it's like a sequel setup for a genre hopping sequel that turns into a horror movie. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but so Brendan Fraser does go out there with a list, and he's got like. I think he gets like three thousand dollars from them, like in cash. It's like three grand, and yeah. then he's got all these like priceless baseball cards yes. with him. Uh, and this is he's like walking down the, you know, he's got this moment where he's staring up at the sky, and it, like again, these are things that like in a, a more serious movie, it's kind of interesting, right? Like this is a person literally seeing the real sky for the first time. Yep. Yeah, and like the movie does try to like play it for this kind of nice moment for a second, and I was like, no, no, no. You've set this up. You have told me this is a dumb comedy. Buy the ticket, ride the ride, make the movie you said you were going to make. Like, sure. you don't get to have these kinds of moments in this movie. But well, then he I, sees a female post postal worker. Ooh. Look out. Oh, oh boy. Oh, yes, this oh, is uh, the late, great Sonia Eddy, by the yes. way. Did everybody recognize her? Yes, sir. Uh, Rebecca de Mornay from Seinfeld. Oh, right. Yes. The lady who works at the homeless shelter or whatever. Yeah, this yeah. book's better than the bathroom. <laughs> Brendan Fraser walks down the street, sees this woman who was indeed an African-American actress and person and says, oh, my stars, a Negro. And what a fucking douche chill moment for this movie. And you just know in the theater in 1999, like that was fucking hitting it out of the park. It was a grand slam written joke. I almost think it's a trailer line. <laughs> it's, it's not it's not of the first trailer i don't think i i watched the first trailer earlier it includes music uh i think like even green day that is not in the movie oh well, that's unfortunate plus you get like the you get like a trailer voiceover but it's not the guy you all know from the 90s it's just some guy oh it's not don lafontaine it's definitely it's not it's some oh. like it total like total in a whack. world someone who lacks any type of gravitas did it oh that sucked it's just but- it's yeah, it's just this weird, like, ass-clenching moment, and then he's like, nice to meet you, ma'am. Yeah. And she's like, okay, nice to meet you, too. Have a good day, psycho. It's, yeah. cu- it's cute. When he when he does it, it's cute, okay? Mm. <laughs> you know, it's supposed to underscore the fish out of water thing and, like, how times have changed, but uh, sure. y- y- yikes. Uh, remember, Chet Baker's the only good jazz musician. Because, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, again, like, if you're watching- They went down pre-civil rights act. 
if you're yeah, if you're watching if you're watching just the honeymooners, you're never gonna see a black person on there. That's for sure. Well, Jackie made sure of that. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know, but I mean, you're totally right. Like that's a thing. Like, you know, why don't we uh, make sure that the fucking programming in in the bunker is a little more. Uh, we're casting a wider net for entertainment. So, you know what I mean? Chet Baker, yeah. Dave Brubeck, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> Elvis hey, Presley, let's name all the people that stole <laughs> from black culture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who, who, who gave you this Lee Morgan record? Tell me. <laughs> tell me that name. Dude, Brendan Fraser goes on to, so he, uh, Adam, by the way, the character's name, of course, Adam uh, gets on a bus. And this is like, one of my biggest pet peeves is people just loudly talking on public transportation. Yeah. And I got to tell you, the people on this Los Angeles bus, man, they are a little too patient with this guy. There needs to be oh, yeah. a lot more screaming. I, I'd split his lip. Yeah, there's just these like old people just kind of like looking back quietly. Let me tell you something. An old person will sass you on the bus. Don't worry <laughs> yeah. about oh, it. If definitely. an old person sees you on the bus doing something mm-hmm. that they consider to be a fool, they will fucking tell you about it. I'm just happy we got out of here without like a a, a reference to speed. Honestly, yeah, that's this is not movies not above that. I I, I could see it. I remember an older lady, a guy got on the back of a bus once, and she just started screaming, "Pay your fare, pay your fare!" And then he's like, "Comb your hair, comb your hair." (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of ruled. That's cool. I like this. I, I like that guy. He's a pretty cool dude. Still well, she should have combed her hair before she started mouthing <laughs> off. Well, did she comb it? Did I, he pay? What happened? Okay, nothing nothing happened. It was the Bronx. Uh, Everyone just kind of settled in for a long, tense ride. But like, <laughs> <laughs> assholes clenched. Like, handles held. Let's go. All right, Is dude. anybody going to stab anybody? We'll find out. I'll go back to the bunker after seeing that. <laughs> I just don't, you know. And don't narc on people when they jump out of the back of the bus. It's the same thing. You might as well turn around and be like, they jumped over the subway turnstile. Like yes. Yeah. Who, got business. Who gives a shit? Mind it's your just, own business. Keep your eyes down. Shut up. Only robbing from a city that doesn't give a shit about you in the first place. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so he finds a grocery store and he's like, driver, stop. And he goes to the meat department. He's like, I need 400 pounds of whatever of hamburgers. And the guy's like, that's going to be like $1,000. Like, Oh, my. I'm going to run out of money soon. And I mean, we right. got to talk about Brendan Fraser. A couple things. The sure. hair is unsettling. I don't yep. know why he has to have black hair in this movie. Like, it just, it's not his natural hair. It's What's weird his looking. bad look. What's his natural hair? It was only like dark brown. You know what I mean? But like this like yeah. jet black hair is just I guess because we're, we're dying Walken's hair. And I yeah. guess we're trying to desperately make it seem like their father and son. And it'd be son. kind of funny. So- it'd, it'd be funny if you start out talking like him. Because you wouldn't. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You you would have the mannerisms of the people, the two people you're around yes. all the time like that. You absolutely. Or would. you would have the mannerisms of Art Carney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that would be great. Uh, geez, can you tell me I got to find the grocery store around here? <laughs> Can I have some beef patties, please? I need a bunch of beef patties. Hello, Ball. Uh, what do you sound like that for, young man? <laughs> I don't really know. There is also the line of like, oh, meat order that big, you get delivered to your house. Oh, uh, I don't know where I live. Do you know where I live? No. No. There is. I, I, dude, I like, I yeah, like this good. deli guy because that's funny. And then he, like, Adam realizes he has to leave to find home or whatever. And he goes, will you please excuse me? And the guy... 
it's a really great this dude not missing a beat. He's not leaving any air in between Fraser's sentence and his. He's just like, gladly. Yes. Like, it's just it's such a great delivery. I was howling. Honestly, yes. one of the biggest laughs. He's in the a movie. he's yes. a, a five star character actor. I don't know who he he's was. been around for forever. Uh, yes. He does Todd almost the Sussman. He yes. does almost the exact same thing in Beverly Hills Cop 2 when mm. uh, oh, really? Axel Foley goes to the house that he steals while he's there. Uh-huh. Um, he's the foreman he's talking to who he, get, who he gets to. Oh, yeah. Oh, all right. He's uh, also in Coneheads. Mm-hmm. Ooh, stay tuned for us talking about Coneheads. <laughs> WLM. Uh, but so <laughs> he now is lost and he realizes, oh, man, I don't even have enough money to do all the stuff that they said because of Joe Biden's inflation, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, so he realizes, like, okay, you know, uh, he finds the adult bookstore again. And uh, by the way, while Dishwalla's Pretty Babies is playing God uh, during this montage, just, fuck yeah. Really? This song? Uh, really? I, I feel like this was the ones I listen. I, I I'm fine with Dishwalla, but I was yeah. like, I did not remember this song at all. I was like, could you play one that I know? I was. Uh, much, I mean, that's fair. I was much more excited for Squirrel Nut Zippers. I'll be honest with you. Oh, oh man, forget yes. about it. <laughs> when Hell came on, I was like, oh yeah, let's go. Uh, and well, well, I, the, the Everclear drop was when I I clapped in my house. <laughs> the, when the Squirrel Nut Zippers play and they go to that like '40s swing revival yes. club, you should be like, did I go back in time? No, thank you. <laughs> that's like three years too late, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I was also because it's like a revival. Of oh, yes. olden times. But yes, you are correct. It is. A little, I guess 1999 is a little late to be going to something like a, a Brown Derby knockoff where we're doing swing music. But that, no, but that swing craze, that was firmly a like 97 to 99. Okay. So this was I mean, like the death rattle. I don't know. But oh, the, the, I, no. the mask is what, 95? The Coco Bongo. But that's right? But that's not the same thing as like when Squirrel Nut Zippers and uh, the Cherry Pop and Daddies had Zoot Suit Riot, that yeah. shit was okay. later in the 90s. Take it back, Swingers is 96. You're right. The, ma- yeah, the Mask right. is 94. Uh, the album that Hell ca- Squirrel Nut Zippers, Hell came out in 96. So, okay, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so it's, I yeah, it was it's like, a, like a 96 to like, I mean, this it, it's the it's the death rattle. Okay, it was, I mean, it wasn't killed by 9 11, it was dead before 9 11. <laughs> that's for sure. That it was killed true. by Y2K when this clock, yes, I think that's in. true. I think Got that's it. probably more likely. Yep. Uh, but yep, so it was like, Y2K that that did that great music revival in, but he's trying to he goes to the wrong, it's another adult book where he realizes, oh man, there's so many of them, I don't know where I'm gonna be. He goes up the street, wouldn't you uh, know it? There's a uh, hobby shop that. Uh, sells baseball cards and you're like hey is there ever going to be a romantic lead in this movie and here she is 50-ish I, I would wager minutes into the I, movie I, 45 50 minutes I think I clocked it at 41 minutes maybe 42 okay. I paused it when she came on the screen to crazy chat. that it takes this long there's just so much grab ass in this movie and like I don't know for a lot of people 99 it's only four years off you're like I'm going to see the girl from Clueless in a movie you are fucking yeah. tapping your toe like Sonic the Hedgehog. Make this movie 95 minutes. Get her in there by minute 30 at the latest, at well, the very I, latest. The problem is, is that like we got more than enough of the walk-in and SpaceX show oh, from the did. first 30, 30 minutes or so. It's fine, but we keep going back to them and it yep. slows everything down. And yep. they they frame the action of this like we... It would be great to have him out there for a couple days, like have a night where he watches a fucking sunset and a sunrise. Yeah, like right. these things would be interesting. 
But because you have this framing device that they need their meat and tobacco. <laughs> like that is the big joke, right? We got to talk about the bunker culture of the 1960s. Don't we all remember it? But it would be more compelling. How about if they just all fucking die in there? And he, yeah, gets out right. and he doesn't have to go back. And he's just a pure fish out of water. And we're not worried about mom and dad. And we're well, like, that's kind of what you could do, right? Is like, my parents died and I don't really know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they get locked in there, they suffocate for some reason. <laughs> my God. Yes. What a grim movie. Yeah, but did. that's what I'm saying. This is a, it's a grim idea. Okay. And that's why first, the, it's, the, the conceit of this shut shoved through the filter of a rom-com is a terrible idea I, I, you know what i'm with andrew here I, I think it should have the same opening as midsommar <laughs> okay got it no no listen he's like a 12 year old boy down there in the bunker and he accidentally locks his mom and dad into like the battery room oh and nice he doesn't know yep. how to unlock it and they suffocate and die oh it's mm-hmm. the battery room so they're getting electrocuted and christopher walken turns to toast again yes. due to electricity in the movie. <laughs> yeah. oh that would be amazing little shot of a skeleton face uh, so yeah, Alicia Silverstone here as Eve. So the situation is, he goes into the store. Adam and, and like, Eve, everyone. Uh-huh. Is everyone paying attention? Uh, uh, oh yes, uh, store proprietor. How much would you give me for this Mickey Mantle rookie card? And the dude's clearly ripping him off. He's yeah. looking through the box. There's of course all these like you know real, really rare collectible kind of things, expensive shit. And he's like, how about I give you five hundred dollars for the whole thing? And this is where Alicia's character comes in, and she's like, this scumbag's ripping you off. The one card alone in his hand is worth $4,000. And it turns into this big thing where he's like, yeah, you're a fucking stupid bitch. You're fucking fired. Oh, yeah, well, I quit. No, you're fired. And then he's like, oh, Adam and Eve, huh? Mazel fucking talk. (laughs) Yeah. I love that line. It is good. (laughs) And then, like, he, like, she's like, oh, how do I, uh, She's trying to get rid of him, but like he's like, "Hey, could you help me find the Holiday Inn?" Because that's what his mother says. If you wind up going there, find a Holiday Inn. And this is literally what I tell you: the engine of this movie falls out immediately because, like, <laughs> it should have. It is like, son, go find food, please. We're dying here. Okay, that's what that movie is about. Oh wait, I like a girl. Oh wait, and then mm-hmm. like he's gonna like use her to get food for a while and then we're talking about weeks and weeks and then it's like and then find me a girl that's weeks and weeks and like there is no like engine or plot to like there's a story but there's no plot to right the no. there's no even courtship here she's going to help him go out on the town and find someone it, it's stilted no I mean, it doesn't uh, make any sense i like it, it's obvious from the beginning that like these two are going to be together why not just make it a, a, a fucking story about them getting to know each other yeah, rather than have, this fucking... We got to have fun pointing out that he knows French and German uh, and he's... Da, 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 da. Well, you know, this is kind of like a turn on that idea of, like, the boy's friends with a, quote, nerdy girl and yeah. doesn't see her for the beauty that she is through sure. the whole movie. And she's helping him get a prom date or whatever. But it's like, the it's, opposite. it's kind of that. It's but low, like, he's but she thinks, the whole time. Yeah, she's the nerdy he thinks one. you're beautiful. Yes. He's the nerdy yeah. loser, and she's the hot shit Freddie Prince Jr. or whatever. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, he's on one kind of story track, but she's on another right. story track. Yes. And that's why a lot of this movie just feels like it's spinning its wheels the whole it, time. Exactly. Because she's basically, like, even here, it's like, oh, are they going to have, like, a fun meet cute and, like, go get coffee? It's like, will you help me drive to my hotel? And she's like, maybe. And he's like, what if I gave you one of the cards? And she takes it. And this is the scene we talked about where she, you know, gets freaked out by him and like rushes through traffic to get him to the Holiday Inn and 
basically kicks him out of the out of the car. Yeah. Now here's my question. Bellhops at a Holiday Inn? I don't know about that. <laughs> no. <laughs> right? Was that part of the swing revival? What's going on <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? Maybe in the 90s. I don't remember. But, like, I, I, I don't think so. I really don't. I mean, not to knock a Holiday Inn, but, like, that's where you're going to, you know, save a couple of shekels. You're yeah. sure. going to fucking be tipping bellhops at a Holiday Inn. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that's right. No. Um, But there is this bellhop that takes him to the room. And there is... There's kind of a funny joke here where, and again, this is another, the screenplay's terribly tele- telegraphing something, but I think that the comment here is the movie is saying because he's like never seen the real son, blah, 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 he doesn't look as aged as he should because the guy's like, oh, how old are you? And he says, 35. And the guy says, you look 25. Yes. And I think in that you look 25, it's this whole loaded thing of like, you're supposed to like put together, oh, yeah, of course, he hasn't seen the sun, so he doesn't have as much like UV ray damage mm-hmm. and whatever else. Like, so of course, you know, and like the movie does an awful job at yeah. like well, telling you that's any, what the joke is. Anyone to. else recognize the actor as the bellboy? Oh no, he's uh he was in well, it was the actor's Danny Zorn. Uh, unfortunately, passed away a while ago, but uh, he was in My Boyfriend's Back. I think he was one of the main characters. Oh, boy. oh. and Ooh, apparently, he was I remember also, that movie. He was also an IQ, apparently. Um, mm. But I remember My Boyfriend's Back very well. I I think he's the lead. Is he really? Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Huh? He's the boyfriend, That's, or uh, maybe not, but he's in it. Okay. I just always remember him from that movie. Oh, weird. That's something I haven't seen in a while. It's weird. Danny Zorn is a character name in The Born Identity, and I don't know why, but it just is like, <laughs> get me Danny Zorn. I think he gets murdered by, uh, I want to say, uh, Brian Cox at some point. That makes sense. Oh, oh yeah. Nice. I'd buy that. Mm-hmm. It's a lot it's of people. It's a fitting tribute. <laughs> I mean, um, <laughs> I, mean it, there's, I think they're calling back when they do... Uh, First time on the freeway. I think that's a pretty open callback to Clueless. I think they're yes. doing it knowingly. And uh, like, I mean, honestly, I said this above. I feel like Alicia Silverstone, sure, a nice lady, and I think Clueless is an iconic char- character and an iconic performance. Oh yeah, that is that is up there with anything you can put in the nineties. Like that is that is Americana. That was it for her. She's yeah. never been really good ever again. I don't think. I agree. But she, was, um, she is great. In, she's kind of a one-hit wonder in that way. Incredible like she, and clueless. Uh, incredible, uh, uh, yes. Once-in-a-generation yes. performance. But, like, I, I don't think there's anything else, really. I mean, what about her performance as Barbara Wilson in Batman and Robin? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a totally thankless. Suit like, me up, nothing. Uncle Alfred. <laughs> I don't want you to die. <laughs> do my... Do, Uncle Alfred, do my tits and ass look good? Could you, could <laughs> oh, you just let yes, me know? my darling. Capital Your knockers, n- madam. <laughs> thank Your you. Nipples thank you. look perfect. You're right. She really did just petered out yeah. after that. It's a, it's a shame because, like you said, Clueless was great, and she's not yeah. awful here either. No, but it's just sort of like it, she's she's always kind of a little flat. To be, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yes. it's just, yeah. and like so. Then then the, the next day she comes back and she's like, because again, I don't have a read on her character. I mean, it's a poorly written character. She's like. I have to give back this card. What was I thinking accepting? And I can't accept th- uh, a $1,000 card just to give somebody a ride. Hey, yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Of uh, course you can. Yeah, because the, the only inner life we ever get of her is, like, the fact that, like, her ex-boyfriend, Nathan Fillion, still hanging oh. around, so she's in demand or whatever. Yeah. 
There's nothing about like that's the, the, the you you would think like you would want to spend time getting to know her since this is the only other character you've had and we're trying not to kill Spacek and Walken. But we, but we can't we can't we can't because this is really a rom com about a, a a father and son and we need all that time for Christopher Walken's uh, a- antics. It's apparently true. it is it's a really sad situation. Um, but yeah, so her whole thing is like, oh, I always wind up with shallow, hot guys who only want one thing from me because I'm also shallow and hot. Mm-hmm. And so he, he in this moment is like, all right, listen, here's the deal. I got a proposition for you. Let's try to have a story in this movie. I'm going to pay you in valuable baseball cards to drive me around in a U-Haul to pick up supplies on this list that I have uh, and put them all in a storage facility. and also. For the next remaining fucking 45 minutes hour of this movie, you're never once going to ask what we're doing. Nope. And I'm never once going to tell you what we're doing. Yeah. And that's a another really weird part of this movie is like we're never really kind of investigating this guy until it's the end of the movie. It keeps no, telling no, no. you, like, don't think about stuff. Let's turn up the Everclear. Oh, yes. my God. Like, what? Hey, good song. Good song. I, I, it, it was. Boom, boom, Yeah. I remember liking that band back in the 90s, but hearing it in, in this context, I was like, oh, brother. It just doesn't make sense. Like, I, I love Sparkle and Fade Era Everclear. The, uh, unbelievable record. Uh, yeah. But, like, this, I'm just like, it's just like uh, it's about like fantasizing that you can do everything for your loved one and you're going around buying shit for your crazy parents <laughs> in the fucking I'm like what why does this match who thought this matched no one did dude it was it was on rock radio dude I, no one thought shit matched because you know what the thing of it is you never see any of these transactions cuz now we're listening to Everclear we're driving around a U-Haul we're having a little bit of a a, a montage fun it's never like Yes, I need 6,000 socks. And she's like, oh, cool. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck is going on? It's yeah, not even funny. True. It's not yeah. even funny. Like, it's, the mon- it's, it's not like she's like, you would think he like, oh, he gets mixed up at the at the cashier register. Something goes wrong. It's just like, hi, I'm purchasing goods. Hello. <laughs> Cut to the next scene of purchasing goods. I don't know, man. If you're just like a dude with a U-Haul truck and you're buying all this stuff. I know we're talking pre-9-11, of course, mm-hmm. but I still feel you're on a list of some kind. Because sure. especially when it's like, oh, I got to buy a pallet of pipe tobacco. Yeah, it's this like, is like, what, what is this guy getting up to? Is, is he friends with Terry Nichols? We got to look into this guy. <laughs> he also exactly. buys What's like, the fertilizer yeah. situation? Also, the, the storage unit? What the fuck is that? You're going to put all your, t- your pipe and tobacco? You're going to put the hamburgers in there? Bring shit down to the fucking bunker, but he's storing uh, it all. And he's also doing... Well, he doesn't know where the bunker is at this point, Eric. Oh, right. My, uh, yeah, he my, also buys, my, like... My apologies. 12 to 15 yacht batteries? I'm like, yeah. what the... That, that's like, what dude, powers that, that's, the electricity in uh, yes. Walken's <laughs> nightmare house. Sure, but someone is like, I don't, I don't know if you could buy those in bulk, dude. You got to talk right. to the government about well, that. Well, I'll tell you what they're... De- he, when he goes to buy what like the uh, 500 packs of Sudafed they're gonna be like uh, excuse me uh, pardon me uh we have a little thing called meth in this country well i mean that's probably so that's interesting though right because like you know what's not on the shopping list chris modern medicine yeah oh yeah i guess it's all like you're you're chewing you know uh, waka root and like that's healing you he, or something. that's you're you're now you're on to something, Chris. There should be a scene where he goes into a pharmacy and he's like, I need a gross of cocaine. They're like, what? You know what? Some <laughs> yeah. fucking old timey whatever. And they're like, 
that was c- discontinued three decades ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't get the big pills of morphine anymore. Uh, let me get that. some. Uh, let me get some lead paint. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. About a pallet of that. Um, uh, do you have any like bulk packages of DDT? <laughs> uh, really got to pick up some DDT. Do you still do Orderlon bunting to go? Because uh, <laughs> I, I was really hoping to get a couple of those to go. Uh, around here, we're introduced to Dave Foley doing gay face as the friend Troy. Oh, yes, that's right. Dave Foley as Troy, the gay best friend. I will say, I remembered this being much more cartoonish than it actually is. It's restrained in a way. It's, it's, yeah. It could well, be way worse. It's You know, it's a good thought here. You don't have a character, can't uh, make much crazy, you know? Yes. You, you just don't give him anything to play, and he can't no, play just, anything up. I just meant more, I misremembered this performance as more of an... A fet, right. loud, yes. oh, really? stereotypical oh. gay best friend kind of role. And Dave, More of a Scott Thompson yeah. situation. Uh, sure. well, and uh, Dave Foley actually got the rest of the hair dye that they were using for Brendan Fraser. <laughs> oh, dude, is this is rough. It is. I don't it's know crazy. what. It's a bad haircut in general, but also like jet black hair. I just yes. don't get why it's they both weird. need jet black hair. But you know, he <laughs> facilitates some, you know, of these fish out of water jokes of like, oh, I designed websites. It's like, what the fuck is that? You know. Well, that's that's the funny part. Is like that's a great scene, right? Is when she's like, I design websites, and like he goes, he leaves for a moment, and she, uh, I think Alicia Silverstone's like, oh, he's just on his computer. He's like, you have a computer in your house, and he gets up and runs. But we don't see the rest of it. No, no, why would you want to see that? You get back to Christopher Walken being like, "Sissy SpaceX, I'll cut your throat if you try and leave." Like, <laughs> like I, I got that already, dude. Like, I know that yes. story. Yeah, unfortunately, we keep checking in on them. It, it, they should be a framing device. That's it. Yes, yeah. start and end. Um, this is also we should say it's the '90s in American cinema. This is Dave Foley's just tell me what you want me to fuck phase. Mm, oh, he yes. Was, he was getting railroaded by a nasty divorce. You can hear all about it on his WTF. But, like, he was just taking roles in movies, which is why he also reteams with Brendan Fraser for fucking Monkey Bone. Oh, Don't sure. Worry about that. <laughs> a better movie, by the really? way. Holy God, is that it's a better movie compared to this? long time for me in Monkey Bone, but I am over the moon to hear it, Chris. I can't wait to check out your favorite movie. It monkey is bone. my favorite. I forgot. I should have said my favorite movie, Monkey well, Bone. It's 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 clearing up the charts uh, as always on the listener quest month. So who hey, knows? Hey, maybe this is the year. Um, but here, here's here's something yes. about this part of the movie. So, Brendan Fraser, he says, "I'll do this. Give me two weeks, you know, and I'll give I'll, I'll pay you a thousand dollars a week, right? That's what." It, and like she's like, "Oh, cool. I have a job now, and I can take advantage of this guy, but I also like him, and he's cute or whatever." They're going around, they're buying all this stuff. At what point, Brendan Fraser, do you stop and be like, wait a second, this world isn't populated by mutants. Mm. I could just, I could stop buying in bulk and yep. find my fucking family right? and be yep. and just bring them upstairs during the daytime. Like that, that is the number one thing you should be worried about. It's like, I need to find... No matter what, I define my family. I should stop buying thousands of pounds of hamburger because the world is livable. I can smell the fucking ocean. And you're totally right. And here's how you do it, dude. The first fucking Costco stop that they have. <laughs> yes. He's in there and he's looking around and it's like the jolly butcher slicing some ribs for a customer. Mm-hmm. There's a woman helping a, a, a friendly child try on a shirt, you know, over in the shirt because you're buying clothes at Costco, too. That's weird. But 
that's happening. Mm-hmm. Someone's giving out free samples and laughing about it. And he's and he has that realization, like, wait a second. This is all totally fine. And we can stop the shopping spree. Yes. And just the movie becomes, I got to find my family, which is something. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it just, it makes so much less sense that there's never, there's actually never a scene where he realizes that his father was full of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, right. it's, like it's he, he tells his father end. at the end that yeah. he's, he's full of shit. He's like, sorry, dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'd be like, oh, wait, I wasted half my life listening to my father's insane rambling. Uh, yep, you are fucking mad at that dude. Absolutely. And that's a thing that never happens in this movie. No. And it's crazy. But again, it's because you're making a fun comedy. But this is that's just out of bounds, dude. He should be screaming at this dude. Like, just give it one scene. Maybe he does remember where they lived. Yes. And he goes back and he tells him off. Yeah. Right. And then like, that's it. And you know? maybe and then, they're too scared to go up. And that's why he builds this dream house that is a replica of a mid-century modern 1962 house. What a hell for a sissy space. Like, hey, right. yep. guess what? You can leave, leave and live in the exact same fucking place again. So uh, in this scene, also, just to quickly point out, uh, Adam gets very horny because mm. Alicia Silverstone's Eve is like, oh, I'm a psychic. And Dave Foley's like, knows that it's full of shit. And he's like, oh, that's cool. Why don't you do some a psychic reading on our friend here? And she's doing like, oh, let me read your palm. And she's like stroking his palm. Mm-hmm. And he's like licking his lips like he's looking at a bucket of chicken or something, like really getting into it. Oh, and then <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, first time for everything. He also, uh, Dave Foley can't just say, oh, go. He has to be the gay best friend. He's like, well, Miss Dion Warwick, why don't you have a good shot at it? I'm sassy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's kind of a funny line. Sure, though. sure. The Dion Warwick psychic hotline, dude, was huge. It hadn't gone down for fraud yet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the golden uh, days, huh? Yeah, oh, sure, dude. Uh, she made a lot of money off that. I don't know if she lost it all or what. We got to uh, start our own psychic hotline. I, I've got a feeling about you folks listening. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, so, like, she just starts bullshitting, and she's like, oh, you're from Alaska, and blah, blah, blah. And, like, yeah, because he thinks uh. she's pretty, and he's he's really getting turned on right now. He's like, yeah, yeah, right, Alaska. Yeah, right, right, yeah. Uh, Juno, not uh, the other one. Uh, yeah, cool. Right, there's the trivia off with Dave Foley about Alaska facts. Okay. I'm excited. I'm really excited and loving this movie right now. <laughs> Do you guys catch what's this... going on here? What? Alicia Silverstone, they're all sipping uh, champagne uh, cocktails here. Alicia Silverstone's sitting watching this Alaska off happening. Mm-hmm. She's sitting in front of a tower of blockbuster videotapes. Yes, that's oh. right. Massive stack of blockbuster Last tape Blast from cases. the past right there. <laughs> yeah, I was having my own blast for the past looking at those tape cases, dude. This isn't, uh, isn't it right after this when we get uh, Sissy Spacek coming up? From yeah, just the, about. She's 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 got a cigarette and a fucking drink. She is wasted, and she comes up and she sees the cult of Joey Slotnick that has right. uh, come up. And like I, I, again, like I, I we've already hammered it, but like she, of course she'd be like, oh, other people. Of course I'm here. Yep. Of course, I'm going to stay here. What yep. are you doing? You're chanting at nothing. I'm here for that. Let's do that. I mm-hmm. love that. Uh, but no, she's just, it, it's like supposed to be a, a, a laugh. She looks, uh, she peers over her shoulder, sees them all being weird, and is like, just goes right back down. Yep. So Takes so a so sip so of her scared. martini yes. and goes back down. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That doesn't make uh, a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> 
So uh, Dave Foley, uh, as his role as gay best friend, uh, gives uh, Adam a glow up here. They go shopping. No uh, actual shopping montage or I'm too sexy trying mm-hmm. on clothes montage, which I guess is fine because I'm pretty sure that's an Encino man. Right. But this is like they just come home with shopping he bags. He also comes home with rollerblades. Earlier in the film, Christopher Walken invents rollerblades down in the bunker or whatever. Sure. Because whatever. But Oh, uh, yeah, because he's like, oh, I had to make your roller skates bigger because of your huge fucking caveman feet. And <laughs> these newly designed rollerblades I made yeah, for you. And oh, he yeah. asks Eve if he could skate around her block, and Foley's got a good retort of like, well, Eve, can he skate around your block? <laughs> yeah, that's not too bad. So they go to like a skate park on the beach or whatever, and there's Brendan Fraser's doing some hardcore rollerblading. In sure, this he's having fun. Uh, and, you know, we're doing things that the movie likes to, like, throw out, but it's not going to do an absolute goddamn thing with. Like, he rollerblades past a bunch of homeless people. Mm. Never ask Alicia Silverstone about that. It's just like, mm, homeless people. I'll nod at them and keep going. Or Are even those like, mutants? Exactly. Are those mutants, yep. too? Yep. Like, that's what you set up, movie, right? Like, theoretically, then, he sees those people. He should be fucking mm-hmm. saying something like that. But it's like. He looks and sort of like politely nods, and that's all the movie cares to do with you that. You know there has to be a gun in the bunker. He's going up there, up top side. <laughs> he's shooting homeless people, thinking they're <laughs> mutants. I mean, there's a movie in there, dude, probably produced by Canon Films, but there's a movie in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Trauma. The, yeah. <laughs> the John Milius blast from the past would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be something else, wouldn't it? It'd be, it'd be the Fuhrer's bunker where yes. Jesus. <laughs> he's got all the plates. He's just polishing a rifle the whole 35 years. That's yeah. all he's doing. Uh, so this is where he sees the ocean for the first time. And again, like it's a thing yep. from a different movie. You know, like if, if uh, you know, the little boy from Room, mm. you see him doing that in the ocean, yeah. that's that's in that movie. That's fine for that movie in that tone. But this is like he's having this like actual moment. And it's Brendan Fraser, who's a legitimate actor. So like in, in my view, anyway, this scene, if you stuck it in some sort of like serious, more seriously toned movie, this is all legit right here. And then it cuts back to like Alicia Silverstone and Dave Foley being like, isn't he a fucking idiot? Yep. And you're like, what do you want me to feel about any of this? It's, but it's also played without dialogue either. It's just sort right. of like, yeah. they're just like, there's music or whatever bullshit song is on. And they're just like smiling at each other. I'm like, what? Yeah. What am I supposed to feel here? Tell it's me. It's supposed to be a warm, mo- like, because they change it to a warmer song. Like, yeah, there's definitely supposed to be a contemplative thing when he sees the homelessness. He sees the hot girls rollerblading. And right. then he sees the ocean. And like, you're supposed to definitely like, and they shoot Alicia Silverstone and Dave Foley as they're like, oh, he's a real person. Oh, that's oh, that's interesting. Oh, yeah, he's he's touching water for the first time. He might he might be a real boy now. And I mean, like, I would have much preferred the fucking uh, the, the Jimmy Doherty taking care of business, flipping around like a dolphin. <laughs> Jim Belushi, of course, knows how yes. to do it the right way. Of course. No, but it's like this big religious. It's like awakenings. It's like really. Fucking- <laughs> yes, no, exactly. <laughs> yes. It's fucking weird. Again, I don't know how the movie wants me to feel moment to moment when things like that happen. Um, I definitely know how I was feeling watching uh, Dave Foley teach Brendan Fraser how to do YMCA. Yeah, that's a that's a fun little moment. Little oh, hump, boy. hump dancing, little hump mm, dancing. Yeah. Oh yeah, between it's friends. Just, but for who? Like, what? It's too much. It's well, it's just so lame at this point. YMCA. That's like, come on. Come yep. On. Yep, no, it's it's don't worry, Steve. It's stupid. Again yes. with like yes. uh, not uh, control. 
yeah, no, no, we need another 10 minutes. You know, we, we can't, we cannot do 110 minutes. No, sir. No, 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 no. Well, it's got to be closer. Good for us. We're moving on to the date segment where he's trying to pick up ladies at the Squirrel Nut Zippers uh, song emporium here. Oh, Club 40s, dude? Yes. Uh-huh. Where there's a dude. I mean, this sucks, right? Like, this sucks. There's a dude pretending to be Humphrey Bogart, like, <sighs> emceeing I know. the it's, evening. It's rough. I mean, look, what, what am I watching? Pulp fucking fiction? Get out of here, Humphrey am, Bogart. Am I in the world? <laughs> am I in the world of Brazil? I know. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm, why do you oh, have I, a lookalike? I kept expecting the mask to show up at the Club Coco yeah, Bongo. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's where he goes, right? Yep. Uh, but this is like, you know, Dave Foley and, and, and Alicia Silverstone are taking her him uh, out to meet babes here or whatever. And this is, there's a couple of moments in this movie where I'm like, there's definitely some deleted scenes here, one of which is the all-men gay baseball league that's happening. Yes. Dave Foley takes him to that. That seems like there was more there. That's gone. And then also, we meet this character that Alicia Silverstone's character clearly has a history with, this Sophie woman. Yep. And this is like Sophie scenes deleted. Like, there's... Yeah. There had to have been dialogue about like this is what Sophie did that, that, she that makes Eve hate her. Yada this yada. Boyfriend, that boyfriend, whatever. That's easy to do, right? It is, but they don't do it, and it's just like, oh, she's just like, oh, uh, you can't, you can't hit on that fucking bitch, uh, you know, yeah. Sophie or whatever. Like, stay away from that girl, Sophie. She says, like, freaks out at him because they they have a a French off for a second. You know what yes. I mean? Like, that's fun because again, he has superpowers. Not that he would be malnourished both intellectually and physically by being in a, in a fucking dark cave for 35 years with only his mother and father. Yes. Well, well, yeah, I mean, the whole joke is like, actually, that stuff made him the perfect man. Yes, actually. Exactly. Actually, yes. being in the bunker was good, really. Having your best friends be your parents until you were 35 <laughs> years old, indeed, your only friends, <laughs> was a perfect idea. That, and that should happen to everybody. It should that, happen to everyone. <laughs> That three years where you were kind of sure you were a vampire, it made you grow uh, being stuck down there. It was great. So Dave Foley uh, and Alicia Silverstone spy some ladies or a lady or whatever, like across the way. And they're like, oh, all right, go over and say hi to this girl. Ask her if she wants to dance or whatever. And remember to lie to her because that's a part of dating. You got to lie. Everybody lies, they say, you know, and she goes up. And this is kind of funny. It's just. I seem to have lost my Congressional Medal of Honor. It's like, a good line, dude. Even the even the, like the line he has yeah. is kind of like a Boy Scouty sort of. Yeah, yeah it's so. cornball, and it can be charming in the right application. And also, and it looks it's, like it's a ninety something Brendan Fraser. So there you sure. go. Yeah, I mean, this is the whale rolling up on them. That's for <laughs> sure. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh my god, that's a that's another alternative ending for living thirty five yeah. years in a cavern. <laughs> dances up to Sophie, whips out a meatball sandwich, and just fucking goes for it. Starts jerking off to internet pornography. Uh-huh. Uh, or I think that guy was probably buying discs. Mm. He seemed like a DVD man in that movie. Yeah, he liked then, physical physical media. A, a that man of like- culture. Then he yes. ascends, right? Is that how that works? I never saw yeah, that. Somebody yes. fucking turned the lights on and he got abducted by aliens at the end of that movie. That's like, I think what you're supposed to believe. Uh, anyway, so this is a big, it's the late 90s, man. I mean, the 90s in general, we got to have a dance number in our comedy. Here we go. Speaking of fucking Cuban Pete, he's going off. He's dancing with two chicks at the same time. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> wow. And it's only because, guys, 
he's only this talented and charming and lucky with the ladies because his dad mm-hmm. gave him his dad and mom gave him dance lessons uh-huh. every day for his entire life. Uh, they gave him the dance lessons. They gave him the German and French lessons. It was it was great being down there for his personality. <laughs> it was it a was. fantastic move. It was and perfect. they should do it. We should do it more often. You know what? We got a lot of parents who are listening these days. Mm-hmm. Build a bunker and throw um, your kids down there. I have it's a great support, idea. I fully support this, Chris. I'm hearing way too many things about people's kids. Take take that shit underground, pal. <laughs> yeah. Over. You know what? Fresh air overrated. If not enough people are saying it. You know what? Yeah. More, more for me than Chris. Yeah. For it's me. true. Uh, but because of this smooth operator dancing that he's doing, Alicia Silverstone realizes Eve is like, oh, wait a second. Am I getting horny right now? Mm-hmm. And I'm also getting jealous for some reason. Uh-oh. Oh, no. I like this guy. <sighs> and, like, the song finishes, and he he's like, oh, excuse me, ladies. I'm going to go talk to my friend or whatever. These girls are so horny because of, of the dancing. They're going to just go home with each other. Like, it doesn't yeah. even fucking matter. Like, <laughs> yeah. We just got to fuck something really quickly. It's That guy was that sexy doing those dance moves. Tell me what you want to fuck. Yeah, exactly. Um. So this is like he tries to go and talk to Alicia, who, uh oh, ex-boyfriend Nathan Fillion is at the bar and they're doing shots together and he's going to go over and see what's going on. And here's Cliff, uh, Nathan Fillion, very baby face Nathan Fillion. Sure. Yeah, still very attractive. Yeah. Uh, and it's like he's being a, a douchebag and Brendan Fraser kind of doesn't understand. And then it's like we're going to get in a fight. But again, thankfully, we're walking taught him boxing every day he's doing like rapid like quick punches yes. just like knocking this dude in the nose <laughs> and like that's it's kind of like it's almost funny the way that it's happening but it's not because he just like it looks like he has a cold at the end of it i'm like what happened i think it yeah. is a little funny towards the end when nathan Fillion is like well okay good night or whatever he starts playing along that he's leaving um i think it has moments here it's pretty funny, but like I, I wish there was like maybe a little bit of a bloody nose or something. I mean, sure, that's like yeah. nitpicky. But it is funny because what it is is he keeps trying to sucker punch Brendan yes. Fraser, and Fraser gets him every time. And the way that like the the funny part about it is the way that Philion passes it off yes, is like, yes. oh, I just got punched in the face. Oh yeah, I probably should go. Yeah, that that <laughs> sounds about right. Uh, but it's just again, I don't know. I've spent like a hundred and however many minutes at this point. Not laughing at this movie, I'm not in the mood to no. laugh. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Sorry, Nathan Fillion. So Fillion's- he goes home with Sophie and Alicia Silverstone's like, "Oh my god!" But he didn't because he left and he's back yeah. again. Uh, Quick well, he comes yep, aside ahead. really quickly because basically Alicia Silverstone goes home first. She yep. like storms out, and then like Dave Foley comes home and he's like, "Yeah, I didn't. He did not leave without with me. He left with you know." He, and as he's discussing this, he goes into their book room. And he picks up Charles Bukowski's World All War All the Time. And I'm like, what is this guy reading Charles Bukowski for? Anyway, that was bizarre for me. <laughs> I mean, he's getting ready for the end, I assume. I guess if you're so. Reading, if you're reading that shit, I don't know. Uh, I mean, what's funny about this is this is where, like, I, I think Dave Foley is actually a terrible friend in this scene because mm-hmm. he's he they're talking. And Alicia Silverstone is clearly very jealous. And as we said, horny, she's got some hornacy issues. Mm. Uh, and she. She says something, and Dave Foley's like, well, you're not saying love. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's very clear. He's like, you're in love with the, the stupid boy who mm-hmm. uh, we, we met. And, like, uh, no, she's not. Like, first no. of all, no, she's not. She's in lust, maybe. Maybe, yes. you know, maybe she's sure. trying to have feelings. That, that, but, like, 
of course, he just immediately feeds into it. And he's just like, you know what? No, it's love. Get out. Get out there. And I would like to imagine it's because he wants the house to himself. <laughs> I was just going to say, dude, I think he wants that house because at some point he just becomes the roommate. I don't think that was always the case in the no, movie. No, I don't think so. But, but uh, at some point he is clearly just living there. Yeah, he's yeah. living there. Um, And yeah. And then like she decides to rush off to Sophie's, to, I don't know, do a murder suicide. Is, or it's like there's a whore living in your building. Sure. We'll see. Like maybe that situation we're going to try out. Maybe some uh, carriage will get some pig blood on the way. You know what I mean? Great there's idea. a whore in this. There's a whore in this building. And I would like to be that whore instead. <laughs> uh, but no, Brendan Fraser just rolls up in a cab and he's like, oh, hey, how's it going? And she freaks out because he fucking bangs on the window or whatever. Yes. And she runs out of the car and freaks out and like twists her ankle or falls over. She scrapes her knee. We got a big, sexy, well, these pants are destroyed, right? Okay, I'm going to rip them open even more to get in this scraped knee that you but have. But very importantly, before that happens, he brings her in, and he's like, oh, hey, Dave Foley. And Dave Foley just looks at him and he's like, you know, uh, you know, Adam, she's not looking for a boy. She's looking for a man. And, like, mm. he has a moment, and then for the rest of the movie, uh, uh, Brendan Fraser starts stops artificially lightening his voice, and he just starts talking with his normal deep voice. It's like, no, is that true? It's I didn't he, even notice. He just starts, yeah. oh hey, how's it going? As opposed to being like, wow, gee Willikers, this is fun. It's like, yeah. can I sit you down here? Wow, ooh, uh, but, ooh. and it's like a oh. sexy guy, and I'm like, why were you doing? Who were you I, doing that for? If you could turn it off, uh, but I'm I'm sorry, Dave Foley. Again, you're wrong. She clearly is very attracted to the boy. Yeah, it's that's the true. boy she's into. Like I. I don't but know. The about man this. was doing that sexy dancing with the swing music. Mm. Oh, I see. Okay. Maybe. I you know. Sure. Because that's that's when she realizes, <laughs> oh, I'm horny for this. Right. Guy. It's a man child at the end of the day. Yes. <laughs> uh so he's like singing Perry Como's The Street Where You <sighs> Live to her. Yes. And they start kind of like making out for a little bit. And then she's like, uh, have you ever had sex before? And he's like, No. And while we're on the subject, this is a great time for me to spill the beans about my mm. weird upbringing in a bomb shelter. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, I think it's time for you to leave, which is one thing. But then she tries to have him committed, which is like mm. such an insane it overreach. It's for, like he's completely harmless. And there's child protective services for adults, I guess. Um, I was confused about that myself. Like, I don't, I don't know what legal time, though, yes. is ridiculous to this. <laughs> They're immediately <laughs> there being like, you're going away now. Yeah, They're actually, our whole week is open. Uh, yeah, do you, do you, you want us to come at 8 a.m. or 9 a.m.? We can go. We literally, we have no appointments at all this week. I don't know how this happened. Oh, you need someone <laughs> dragged away against their will. Oh, yeah, no, I'll be right over. <laughs> oh, he says he, he grew up in a bomb shelter. Well, yeah, he should spend the rest of his life in a fucking mental institution. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Did you guys notice when he's spilling the beans about, you know, my dad was a genius and he built this shelter or whatever? He is kind of saying this it, it, it reminded I don't think it's a reference to this necessarily because many projects could have had this mm. but it made me think of Oppie and the Manhattan Project because he says that Christopher Walken uh, like utilized compartmentalization oh. while building the bunker because yes, he yes, says yes. it's all this shit about like oh yeah he never told everybody what he was working on but he had these people do this little thing for him and these other people did this other little thing for him and he brought it all together and built the bunker. And I was like, 
compartmentalization, Oppie. Yes. Now I Genius. have become Cramden, bringer of death. <laughs> <laughs> now I've become Cramden, driver of bus. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so she's gonna fucking throw up, and she just says, "I think it's time to call a cab." And this is kind of there's a funny audio joke here of like he's like, "Oh, good night, Eve," and she's like, "Yeah, good night." Closes the door, and you hear like multiple locks immediately clicking. I guess so. I guess you would be this freaked out. I don't know. Like it just seems like no everything I, else. I don't you buy have, any of this. Well, you know about this guy. Like he's totally harmless. He's a really nice guy. Blah blah blah. Maybe he's a little bit off because he believes this but it's just really bizarre no this is where we go yeah it just makes no sense like uh, even as like somebody would be like well it's supposed to be funny it's not funny it's not funny at all the decision's not funny there's there's a good joey slotnik joke that i think is funny in response to this when he finds the bunker again and he finds who i guess he's calling himself an archbishop now of this new religion and brandon frazier says i think i'm being chased by a psychiatrist and he says it happens yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah that, that is very funny but like all of this is just pointless it the is scene, pointless. the scene where this social services when he realizes that this person is coming to like take him somewhere it turns into a completely different movie and yes. brandon fraser is turning on he's turning on the dramatic chops and he's like if i could just go home uh, i promise i won't bother any of yes. you ever again and i'm like when am I going to be laughing again? Is there an ETA on the yucks? What is going on? I don't get it. I don't understand. It's it's such a bizarre. And then it, like they watch him get chased by this other guy, and then like I, I think in the, while he's ch- being chased, like Dave Foley is like, "Hey, that's fucked up." She's like, "Why?" And he explains it to her. She's like, "Wait a second, I take it back." I'm like, "What the fuck even happened?" <laughs> I mean, yeah, you don't know. And so he, whatever, Adam gets it in their supply van and speeds off and runs away. So Eve uh, and Troy, by the way, is is the name of Dave Foley's character, are like going around trying to look for him. They go to this hotel room that he was at at the Holiday Inn and like somehow just get right in. And, you know, he's like, oh, uh, they find the stock certificates. Like, oh, yeah, look at all these stock certificates that like Chris Walken, we do see, you know, give him at the beginning of the movie right. and it's I- like, ibm ibm yeah. you know at&t all, kind of all these big companies yeah yeah uh and then like dave foley just has this line that i think is like straight out of a kids in the hall sketch where he's just like eve do you think maybe his home's underneath a dirty bookstore in the valley <laughs> yes <laughs> it's a great delivery um and they go there and like there's this weird part where they're the with the porn bookstore like stomping on the floor to find the, the secret passage that's something and i loved what's going on here because like this is it must have been a functioning adult bookstore slash tape shop or whatever because i don't know why you would like stock a set this way knowing mm-hmm. what would happen to you but like they had to blur out all the porno tape titles because they're like those are always incredibly graphic as well mm-hmm. and to, to preserve the pg-13 ready like you watch the scene it's just blurred out everywhere. All like it's a huge tape store. I mean, and there's all these blurred out covers. This title itself sounds like a porno, right? Blast from the past. It's true. Yeah, yeah. blast in your ass, volume four. <laughs> yeah, ass blasters. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, like he calls. Eve. There's a. Th- it's pointless. She never even gets this message. Oh, She's, sure. He calls her, leaves a message like, "I wish all your dreams come true." Blah oh, blah blah. Little, what a sweetie. 
and they're just driving down the block and she spies him like they're driving away like Dave Foley's pulling away there's a weird thing where teens are making fun of Dave Foley's car which is kind of funny <laughs> and like he as they're stopped at this light these kids are like shitty car asshole and then she sees him walking and he, she's like Adam and just gets out of the car and they just start making out and I was like alright well that fucking answering machine message was for nothing and cool that's the end of the movie right and then we just go downstairs and tell mom and dad that everything's okay no this is uh, when alicia silverstone is in a voiceover booth and i'm like what the fuck just happened uh, she starts narrating the end of the movie it's like i can't believe this the 11th hour fucking voiceover narration it's like, I was, watch, it's like I was watching uh you know our favorite uh wlm dune 1984 where we're fucking fast forwarding to the right, end right right <laughs> or <laughs> or like blade runner 1982 and it's just like i never know now i understood why he was in that bunker we're running out of time. Get Alicia in the voiceover booth. Explain <laughs> we, it to her. We have to we have to have her explain to the audience why he's building a replica of his <laughs> bunker out on a farmland. Oh god damn it. I wanted the Alicia Silverstone who manages the bookstore <laughs> in Traverse City, Michigan. I didn't want the star of Clueless. Who did this? Oh my God. Another classic David Lynch casting bungle. <laughs> For more on that, do 1984 is our Patreon episode this month. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, but yes, yeah, so, so she starts saying like, oh, he's such a great guy. He loves his parents. And I got to meet them and they were super nice. And like, we have the scene of her meeting the parents, but it's really stilted because it's like surrounded by voiceover. It's very mm-hmm. bizarre. It's this is, feels very so, douche chill. This feels so cobbled together. Like, we're tr- desperately trying to keep this under two hours. I, yes. I imagine there's a there's a cut out there. Well, probably burned rightfully. That was <laughs> two twenty or something. But I just love that the decision was not let's have a smooth, comprehensive ending yeah. and ditch all the crap at the beginning with the bunker. No, no, no. That first useless half hour has to stand, and then the rest will do the best we can. It's crazy. I, I like how it ends with us just uh, like narrowly uh, avoiding Christopher Walken shooting Alicia Silverstone in the head because <laughs> they're like, uh, oh, her last name is Eve Rustikoff. And she's like, right. You see the fucking blood come in his eyes. Is that Russian? So, it's like, no, dad, it's Ukrainian. No, no. It's fine. Ukrainian. Ukrainian. No, put the rifle away, dad. The rifle <laughs> well, doesn't need to be at the dinner table. But the craziest thing is like, so they go down and like mom's like, oh, let me buy you something. You're such a sweet girl. And uh, Brendan Fraser's like, listen, guys, I can't tell you why. You need to set the locks again for two more months, and then, uh, yep. and then I'll come and get you. And they're like, "Well, if you say so, Junior." Again, you are begging for a murder suicide. You're yeah, begging, absolutely. For it. And it's it's gonna be Sissy Spacek pulling the trigger on Christopher. Walken. Absolutely, maybe this, and it's gonna be like I thought I could do it, but I, I know thirty five years we we accomplished it. I, but the prospect of this, another two months, I couldn't take it. I killed. This it. is the no. plan. I think it's like, and then maybe my parents will kill each other, and we'll be rid of them forever. <laughs> well, I mean, it is. It's such a dice roll because, like, yes, this system that this insane person, your father, built, worked for thirty-five years. Why are you trying to think it's going to work anything past that? Like or, Chris Walken is. He's when they bring her down, he is resetting the locks for an additional ten years. Yes, Jesus no, he's got to be what? shot. No, he's got to be shot. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, maybe it's. It, we go end of Mystic River. They go down. He goes down at the end. He goes down uh, two months later, and it's just to see SpaceX. And he's like, "Oh, what happened to Dad?" And she's like, "You know what, son? I just, 
wish you worked a little faster. Just wish you could have got here just a little faster. And like pats him on the shoulder. Like you don't know what happened to him. Yep. Oh man, that would be chilling and great. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so they stuff these two old fogies back down in this bunker so he can go cash in all of these stock certificates and everything, become a millionaire, a multimillionaire overnight. And Alicia's got this whole thing in her her fucking half-ass narration that's like, oh yeah, well, you know, uh uh the the fastest way to get anything done is you just say money is not a problem or whatever. And it's like they've had this house built in just two months and blah blah blah. Yes. And she's just like telling you all this and you're like, man, where are those credits? And it's like, oh, we had we we realized that we needed to bring them back slowly, which I don't understand why. You know what I mean? Like, so they've like, already been above ground. They've been above yeah. ground. They know what's going on. Why do you need to put them in this nightmarish 1960s house again? The last place I would want to be is in a place that it looked exactly like the place I was there in prison for 35 years. <laughs> and the movie is like really planting a seed for like a terrifying thing that it's never going to address because there's no blast from the past too, of course. Certainly but like the, the whole thing, and this is kind of more interesting than the movie itself, but like Christopher Walken, his character doesn't believe anything that Brendan Fraser's telling him. And he's like, because he's like, Dad, you know, the, the Soviet Union collapsed. The Cold War ended without a shot being fired, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, that's just the kind of thing that a crazy Soviet would want dispersed yes. throughout all the information. You know what I mean? So like he's still wired to think that it's all a fucking scam and it's just a big Soviet plot. And because the, the last shot of the movie is him doing, he's measuring the length of yes. the yard by like his stride as if to say, I'm building another bunker in this backyard. Ooh, honestly, oh. not a bad idea, at least right now in 2024. Yeah, blast, for, <laughs> blast from the past to, and you're having a baby in there. You know, you're <laughs> oh, forcing, yeah, sure. having, you know, the grandchild's got to be born. You know, you, you you were born this way. Why not your child be born this way in a terrible way, <laughs> the worst possible way, far from a hospital? I agree. It's, Tradition it's a- is important. It's yeah. blast from the past too, and it's Nancy Pelosi who's still terrified of Russians for uh, for some reason. <laughs> You're a Chinese agent, is what you are, uh-huh. and, and it needs to be blast from the past to premiering on Shutter. You yes. know what I mean? <laughs> but the last line of the movie is "Don't tell your mother," and it's like, so this woman has to live in ignorance as to what the real world is. Like, I just don't. It is a chilling the way that they treat this character. This. This mother character is so bizarre. Mm, yeah. Don't but, get it. you know, it gets more chilling than that, Steve. You undersold it because we 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 end the movie with a Randy Newman song. <laughs> yes. Randy Newman's oh. political science was just, just like, we're going to drop a bomb on each other. Start dropping bombs, baby. I mean, it's not that, but that's it's pretty <laughs> much that. It's his big Cold War. <sighs> yeah. So that was a nice kick in the ear right at the end of this movie uh but that is it that is blast from the past a really uh uh ill directed mm. and written film uh go around the horn here for some final thoughts eric siska yeah um i you know you could do worse it has some charming little moments of you know it, it's cute enough but the more we talked about it the more i soured on it a bit not really <laughs> a recommend from me but uh you could do worse yeah, I'll I'll hop in and say yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you. Like it's I don't know, it's a it's a light recommend in the way of like 
if you think Brendan Fraser is a charming actor, like he's also doing that here. So, you know, punch the card for your Fraser filmography, I guess. But I wouldn't say there's literally any other reason to watch it uh, whatsoever because it's a movie with a terrifying, creepy premise. It's just played for goofs and the goofs aren't even making you laugh. Uh, Chris Cabin. I mean, no, I, I I don't think it gets much worse. Uh, this is <laughs> yeah, no, I pretty fucking bad. It's just like tonally incompetent at every edge. Like there's just nothing going on here. Like uh, the reason I, I have, I gave it two stars and all of that is for Brendan Fraser. That is every sure. inch of that is for Brendan Fraser because as I, I don't even think he's good in this, but that's because the character is so terribly written as either a comic <laughs> intru- instrument or as like an actual character. Either right. version sucks and doesn't work. So like, I I just don't know what good I'm supposed to get from this other than like, oh, people I like are on screen. Like, yeah. I, it, it to me, it just nothing about it works and it tries everything. Uh, I would say you could get worse with this and this director did with the same star because Dudley mm-hmm. Do-Right well, is a yeah. worse movie. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I, 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 I would have to rewatch <laughs> it. I would have to give it a second view. We should do a double feature of that in the fucking uh, uh, Bullwinkle, Rocky and Bullwinkle movie with Jason Alexander. Uh, Steve Sadak, final thought of the program. Oh. Yes, there we go. <laughs> Steve had to leave as he's taking his shit. He's, no. do- he's doing that with his mouth, folks. Okay, no conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I did at the hospital. No, I didn't <laughs> care. I, it's I watched it a couple of years ago, and I didn't remember disliking it as much as I did last night. I just something about it is so rudderless, so aimless, and like just fumbles this pretty okay, kooky premise. Like you could just imagine that there's like a. Like she works for a job wherein, like, maybe his 1960s factoids make sense, and like, like, yeah, wow, he's like a trivia master or something, you know what I mean? Like, there's just a world in which there's a cute version of this that is a little less sweaty and a little less uh creepy. And uh, number one is just making Sissy SpaceX just okay with it, you know what I mean? Like, just (laughs) turn that button where she's just okay with it. Uh, yeah, it's not a recommend for me, uh, no. Uh, well, that is going to do it, folks, for this episode on Blast from the Past. As always, if you want more We Hate Movies, check out that Patreon, patreon.com slash We Hate Movies, where this month, yes, indeedly do, the We Love Movies episode all about David Lynch's Dune from 1984. Mm-hmm. Uh, that episode's a lot of fun. I think uh, we, might, we might be opening some eyes for folks with that movie, uh, which I think is very cool. Um, also, big reminder, of course, right? Because when this comes out, you still have a few more days. If you're downloading yes. this on the day it comes out, uh, you got two more days, I believe, to catch the replay of our Flash show. Uh, head over to moment.co slash we hate movies. That was a lot of fun. Yes, full, you're going to want to get on that. It's a full video episode of us doing our episode on The Flash live, and it is a lot of fun. There's even an after party where we hang out. And answered questions you can't you can't ask them now, but it happened. <laughs> right. But you can check that out as well. That's right. Moment.co slash we hate movies. Now also on the Patreon this month, folks, uh once in a lifetime coming back, Chris Cabin. Oh, what yeah. are we talking about? We're talking about the walls are watching uh, a, a just a showcase for one Branscombe Richards, a, a, a star <laughs> you've never Richmond. Uh, who you've a star you've never heard of. Um, <laughs> and he's he, a, 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 a bit actor, I guess, in Batman Returns. That's about Made. it. But really, oh, and Renegade, of course, of course, in Renegade. 
uh, the show I haven't seen. But yes, we're watching. We're talking about that. We're talking about foreclosures in America. Uh, we're uh, we talk about a lot of fun stuff. Uh, yeah, talking about some pseudo hider in the house kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but not really. Uh, so that that was a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, Eric Sisko, who are we talking about in the Gleep Glossary we this are month? Talk- we're going way back to the Mos Eisley Cantina finally to talk Ooh. about Cabe and Muftak. These this is a part dynamic duo here, a little guy and a big guy, and we'll be getting into their whole history on the show. You're going to want to get double orders of that, uh, Eric, because I, I, I go right through the muff okay, Yeah, two, two, <laughs> two cabin and muff cats for the uh, muff tack. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. Okay. Yeah, no. Uh, I know Hoblo Star Wars. Um, yeah, for the table. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and then on, on AD, Steve, what cartoon are we talking about? We are talking about a Kathy Valentine's Day special from, uh-huh. I believe, the early 80s i want to say uh, it's, ooh, it's yeah. a we're going deep on the youtube you can fire it on youtube kind of a scenario oh, yes. but i think <laughs> we found this a couple weeks ago it looks bone it just fits it fit, fits valentine's day we right. need to talk about kathy the comic book strip character that we haven't recorded that yet but i'm gonna guarantee that's a barn burner sorry Oh, yeah. Uh, all this and more, including ad-free We Hate Movies episodes, if you subscribe at the $8 level or up. That's uh, right. Up also gets you Melrose 210, of course, a very popular show about Melrose Place. That's right. And Beverly Hills 90210. And we have our Star Trek show, The Nexus, as usual. Also, come see us live on the road. We'll be in Atlanta, Georgia on April 25th of this year, 2024. We'll be in Houston, Texas, May 14th. We'll be in Austin, Texas, May 15th. Tickets and more information all available on whmpodcast.com slash tour. And because this is coming out uh, the day after we've officially announced it, we do know what those titles are going to be for those shows, right? So That's in right. Atlanta, uh, which one do we got in Atlanta? That's Gamer. That's Gamer oh, that's in Atlanta. RoboCop 2 in Houston, Texas. And then a We Love Movies live episode on one of the all-time greats from Dust Till Dawn, mm. Robert Rodriguez's own QT's Foot Fetish on full display. <laughs> that's going to be a, a, a ton of fun. So those are the movies that we're talking about. Uh, on the first leg of our 2024 tour. Now, Steve Sadek, uh, next Tuesday, the show continues. We have another uh, We Hate Movies episode locked and loaded. What will we be talking about then? We will be talking about a Notting Hill, another romantic comedy, just in time for Valentine's Day, guys. Aww, right. Aww. This is Jules. We're getting into Julia. I feel like I've seen this movie once, but maybe just once. I've never seen it, so exciting for me. Oh, yeah, you're going to love it. It's a bunch of British people, Eric. You're going to lose your mind. <laughs> oh, don't get me started. He's <laughs> now going to play fucking find the doorknob. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> uh, I, for one, think this is a wacky but totally charming movie. So uh, it'll be uh, enjoyable to talk about because, it's, of course, it's Jules, but it's also, Eric, very nervous Hugh Grant. So you got that going for you. Oh, he's doing plenty of that. That's yeah, quite a lot. <laughs> So until next week, when we're chatting Notting Hill, I've been Andrew Jupiter. Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. Chris Cabin. Take it easy. <laughs>